This is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the show. We're glad that you've joined us. You are listening to the live Sunday night edition with me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. And we're so glad that you've uh, you've taken the time to tune into Free Talk Live. It's uh, Free Talk Live is a show where you can call in and take control of the airwaves by bringing up whatever is on your mind. And you can do so at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, we actually do have a call on the line to start off the show, which we'll get to in a moment. But I do want to just remind you first, uh, first and foremost that... Free Talk Live is uh, a place. FreeTalkLive.com is a place where you can uh, submit news stories for consideration for you know being discussed on the show, and also get them in front of lots of different eyes of people who may be viewing the website. That's FreeTalkLive.com. Go right to the front page, and you will find that they're waiting for you. So, and we love to uh, we love to hear what our listeners are sort of talking about, what the buzz is going around. Right, it's a great way to get uh, you know whatever story or you know uh, item that you have in front of a lot of people at freetalklive.com and it's more likely we'll talk about it on the air. Mhm. All right, Mark, well, let's go straight to the phones. We have Jared listening on the amp lines. Jared, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Mark. It's nice to talk to you again, Mark. I talked to you a few weeks ago. Um Detroit was a big topic. I just uh, finished up the podcast from yesterday. So mm-hmm. being that I live in the suburbs of that wonderful city, I thought I would call and fill you guys in on a few things. I know uh, Ian had a few questions about what it's like and things of that nature. Sure. sure. And well, um, let's just stop down for a moment, Jared, and just remind our listeners, um, you are listening to the live Sunday show right now, but Free Talk Live is live every night of the week. So if you want to hear that discussion about Detroit, you can go to freetalklive.com and download the podcast from last night. All the archives are there for free. Yeah, that's a that's it's a great way to um, get past shows. You get it for free. Uh, we're live 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time, you know, every day of the week. And if you happen to call in, you can also go listen to the archive and you know listen to your call. A lot of people want to do that mm, and share it with your friends. So yeah, go on, Jared. Well, it's a very old city, like the Rust Belt in general. That's pretty cool. Uh, uh, some of the buildings are pretty cool. I would yeah. say they have a nice, dark-looking gothic type of theme to it. I don't think they planned for it, but it just turned out that way. But that being said, um, it pretty much is an abandoned city in a lot of it. Um, There are enclaves of independent cities. Highland Park is one of them, if you look on a map. Now, some of them are contained... That's actually worse. Some of them are contained within the city. Is that right? Like, the city is within cities. City within city. Uh, Highland Park, yes. Uh, Hamtramck is, but it touches the border of a different county. I can't think off the top of my head which one, but Highland Park is completely contained within the city. Um, Yeah, basically the buildings are burnt down. Um, It is a very bad place to live, in my view. Um, A lot of people have pride in in it. Um, But what I do find is a lot of the people who have pride in the city and love it, they don't really seem to go there all that much. And to me, that speaks a lot louder. Mm, so so what they goes don't on, want to be there. <laughs> what goes on in the city of Detroit? I mean, not everybody's left. There's, uh, what, 700,000 people there still, right? I believe it's something it's something like that, yes. But basically, they're, if you like sports, they, they got their own hockey team. They, the basketball team isn't in the city. They're about a good hour or so up north. Okay. Well, speaking um, of sports, wasn't the there, Jared, speaking of sports, wasn't there this football stadium in Detroit that, that sold for, like, pennies on the dollar? You know, in the 70s, they had a big taxpayer-funded uh, project to build this football stadium. But then just a few years back, it was, I don't know, it went into bankruptcy and it was sold. sold. for 600000 Yeah, that's right. I, 
could be. I mean, I'm from the Northeast originally, so uh-huh. I've only lived in the state for a few years. But gotcha. um, it is a very interesting place. And Michigan, I mean, to go into it a little bit, it's it's a very big state for one thing. I mean, from where I live in the southeast part of the state, I could drive to Keene in about the same amount of time it would take for me to drive to the other end of the state. So it's a very big state. So therefore, mm, okay. the auto industry is big in the southeast, but if you get out towards Ann Arbor, it's more medical and research and things like that. If you go north, it's logging, timber, and farming. So, Jared, I I have a question to ask. I mean, you heard a discussion uh, last night on Free Talk Live about Detroit. Did you think it was accurately portrayed? Because I know one of the things being talked about was sort of the economic um, ruin, I guess, that was going on in Detroit, Uh, some of the devastation there, uh, especially in relation to the, you know, big government projects. Um, I think it is very true for the most part um it is the only city to my knowledge at least in the in this country where carjackings can happen at traffic lights so i'm sure it's happened elsewhere oh but i've never heard of it happening in boston or other places like that it's one of those few places maybe thankfully, new haven in connecticut <laughs> it's a bad better. i wouldn't be surprised that's a pretty rough city too yeah. um but thankfully uh this state it's not too difficult to carry a pistol with you so um at least you have that with you. Um, that's the kind of things I tell people. Everyone mm. carries a gun in the city, whether legal or not. So, really um, interesting. You know, take that for what it's worth. But yeah, it's just one of those places that I think it is lost in time. And there are places where it seems that nature has taken over. There's places where grass is growing back out of the street, and it's mm. kind of fascinating to see. It's sad at the same time too. But I, I think it's one of those cities that it's just a relic of the past, and with technology and and other advances, there's no need for people to really congregate in such a big city. I mean, yep. a lot of businesses, as one of the callers said, they did move to Ontario. In fact, mm. Ford has a test track out there in Canada, I guess. Even Canada had a better business climate than we have here. So, I, Yeah, you know. I think, especially with the internet now, a lot of people are able to telecommute. They're able to do business from wherever they are in the world, and I think it's wonderful. It I was just going people. through the garment district in New York and the meatpacking district. Um, you mm. know, I was, was in New York, and we were walking around, and we went through this district, that district, and you know, in the garment dr- district, there used to be people that would walk around with swatch books, um, you know, and they would to go go here and to there and and sell their swatches of material and that kind of thing. And mm. this is just gone. I mean, you don't need <laughs> right. a commercial center in the same way. You don't need people running around because you have bits and bytes running around, and. <laughs> And but that just helps out people's standard of living because they don't have to be confined to a physical location. They can do their business from well, anywhere. You know, but there is a, there are advantages from a um, just sort of efficiency standpoint to having people stacked up on top of each other like shoeboxes piled up on um, you know, fifty, to- 50 <laughs> you know, tall. I, and Jared, Jared, thank you so much for the call tonight. I appreciate your insights as someone who who lives in Detroit. You know, Mark, I was just in New York City. I went to uh, a friend's college uh, graduation and. You know, I was struck by the the question when I went there of what would this city look like in a essentially a free society? You know, how much of the way that a city like New York City is laid out is due to influences of government? You know, whether it be funding certain projects to be built or regulating the businesses in certain ways so they have to be zoned in a district or whatever. One thing that always comes to mind for me in New York City is just how old everything is. I mean, you have people Mm -hmm. that uh, wash themselves um, in bathtubs that look to me like kitchen sinks. And they, (laughs) I mean, you know, one of the reasons that nothing gets redone there is because everything is, you know, legislated to be unionized. Now, I've got no problem Um, with people unionizing if that's what they want to do, but 
I have a problem with me not being able to do a construction project without hiring a union because that you know yeah. that's a protection racket. It, it makes it hard to get anything done, and it's very difficult. The code is so. so I mean, I have now a friend. You can't even get a soda. <laughs> I have a friend who's an architect there, and he says, "Look, you can read this code and actually read the stuff to say two opposite things. It'll say one thing wow. in one area and other things in. I mean, nobody can read this stuff. Yeah. So it really comes down to payoffs and influence. Yes, I, I think that's a that's a well accepted fact. Let's go to Mike. He's listening in California on XM. Mike, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, how are you guys tonight? Wonderful. Good. Hey, we. Uh, my wife and I are almost daily listeners of the show, and uh, we only get it on uh, satellite radio. And I just wanted to say thank you for. Uh, pushing XM to finally pick up the third hour of the show every day, uh, oh. even though we hear it on delay, it's just it's great to be able to to hear the entire show now. And I just awesome! Want to call it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. That's a that's such a nice compliment. Did you have any issues that you wanted to bring up? No, we're just uh, neither of us are supporters of either party, and we just are disgusted by the way things mm. are run by corporations and special interest groups. And it's nice to have uh, an outlet for people that are not fans of either of those. I think there are lots of people who feel that way. And, Mike, thanks so thanks much for, for listening, listening and thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Frank in New York. We had a lot of calls starting off the show tonight, Good. Mark. Frank in New York, what's on your mind? Uh, oh, oh, hold on, Frank. Evening. Sorry. Oh. We'll, we'll come back to you, Frank. Hold okay. the line if you would, please. Uh, Free Talk Live, there's more coming up. 855-450-FREE is our number. 855-450-3733. Stay tuned. It's Free Talk Live. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live. It's Stephanie with you tonight. And Mark. And we're so glad that you joined us. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we'd love to hear from you tonight about anything that's on your mind. Also want to remind you that you can go to listen.freetalklive.com. You know, we just had a call uh, from somebody who said that the, that he and his wife listened to Free Talk Live on the satellite radio, but there are lots of different ways to listen to the show. Even if you don't get it uh, every day, we do do a live show every Every night of the week, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you go to listen.freetalklive.com, you'll find all the different ways that you can get Free Talk Live in your ears. Actually, one of the ways is uh, to use C Crane's Wi-Fi radio. They've got mm. uh, the CC Wi-Fi internet radio, and you can listen to 18,000 radio stations from around the world, uh, but two of those being freetalklive.com and uh, lrn.fm, the Liberty Radio Network is what actually it's on there. And, and you can listen to Pandora, Opio, Live 365, MP3 Tunes, and you know all these will come in with your, your C Crane. Very powerful. It's it, a radio for the 21st century. Yeah, I mean, it gets it gets. <laughs> 
everything. If you've got uh, you know the the internet connection, fast enough internet connection, it'll be fine for you. It uh, works great in any room of the house, and you can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. And um, if you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company, all their products are made to the very highest standards. I've never gotten anything from Sea Crane that I haven't uh, been very thrilled with. It's seacrane.com, C-C-R-A-N-E.com. That's seacrane.com. And when you check out, uh, after buying one of the, uh, the the internet, the Wi-Fi internet radios, um, be sure to mention Free Talk Live. There's a little place to, to pull down and put radio, and then you can mention Free Talk Live. And when you do, you get a free flashlight if you mention Free Talk Live. It's seacrane.com. <laughs> then you can find your radio in the dark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones, Mark. Frank in New York is with us. Frank? Uh, uh, good evening, Stephanie. Yes. Good evening, Mark. Hello. Good evening. Yeah, I, I wanted to say that uh, regarding the New York construction situation, 30 years ago, the union regulations, everything had to be union. Now, less than 5% of residential and commercial construction is union. In fact, the unions can't even afford to have their big inflatable rat protesting the non-union construction crews. And as a result, New York tends to exploit a lot of the uh, undocumented labor coming in from other countries uh, in the Mm. construction field. And as a result, there are many more accidents, such as cranes falling, killing people, uh, you know, problems when walls of uh, cinder blocks, uh, multi-story are condo you, things fall. Frank, are you so, saying that's because they don't have the same training, the, the undocumented immigrants? No, I'm just saying, what I'm trying to say is this, the unions have lost most of their power in construction. The big buildings like the New World Trade Center is built by all union crews, but 95% okay. of residential and commercial properties in the five boroughs now are not done by union crews. They're done well, by independent crews. What's your what, what's your explanation? But that's not what I wanted to talk about. No, no, I'm just well, letting you know question. that. I have a question. Go what's ahead. your explanation for why most apartments in New York are dumps then? I mean, why aren't, why aren't the construction jobs getting done? Well, actually, there are. This is the biggest building boom the last 10 years the city has had in something like 50 or 60 years. So if you look at all of the construction that's been going on in the five boroughs, uh, you know, it's profound. And, uh, it seems like uh, there's always high demand for housing in a place like New York City, right? So well, they there can is, get away but with... also it's very expensive. So in a sense, yes. it's kind of... Uh, well, but that's, a, know, that's my point, Frank. If they could get away with renting out a building that looks like crap for a high price, why would they right. bother fixing it? But you also have an aesthetic. If you go down to Tribeca and look at the building uh, on Northmore that uh, JFK Jr. and his lovely wife lived in, You'd be outside, you'd think it's like a rundown, you know, uh, industrial huh. rust belt area from the worst of Detroit, but inside each of the condominiums is worth five or six million dollars, and, you know, it's secure, mm. and it has that sort of uh, rough exterior that makes the yuppies and the Euro trash very happy, and they feel like they're being avant garde. But when you go inside, it's luxury, luxury, luxury beyond you know what most of us could ever imagine. Well, so, I, I, that part I get. I mean, that's I understand not what that. I wanted to talk about, guys. Well, I'm not, dump, I'm not going to dump you off, Frank, but I want to talk <laughs> okay. about this issue. <laughs> um, so, you know, when when I've gone to you know certainly more than a dozen apartments around New York, and I've been on the yeah. inside, and people are paying two thousand dollars a month to live in what I would consider Squalor. squalid conditions <laughs> yes, any place else in the country. But it's correct. Normal. They're actually paying more. <laughs> but, it's, but it's normal. <laughs> 
for them. And, uh, you know, so no, no one judges anyone based on the condition of the sort of furnishings in the apartment because all the furnishings in all the apartment look like something out of, you know, a 30 year old trailer. And I. Not really. I mean, it depends. It depends where you go. I, I mean, apparently, I don't travel in the circles you do. I mean, oh, that, that much I'll give you. Go to these, one of the Illuminati papers, No, no, where I'm living now is really disastrous, but, you know, that's how life is. You know, you're, people are up here to do something, usually to work or to yes, uh, yes, they yeah. are. do something. But, you know, the days with you on a million that. dollar a year stockbroker are long over now. So, you know, those, there's going to be an adjustment, and as our dollar collapses over the next year, you're going to see that in a profound way. But what I wanted to say, guys, is I'm calling because I had said several weeks ago that, you know, uh, George, uh, what am I saying, that Jeb Bush would be the Republican nominee after the convention, that no one is going to win the first thing. It's already happened with the Ron Paul this week. When Rand is giving his support to Mitt Romney, you're going to see Mitt Romney pull out of the race later because some of his financial dirty dealings are going to come to light, and it's going to be quite scandalous. So what will happen is even with all the delegates and the confusion on the first ballot, uh, Romney won't get it, Ron Paul certainly won't get it, and Ron sort of knows that now, with the, you know, the, with Ron saying that the delegates have to behave themselves and all this nonsense. So in a sense, you're going to see maybe Rand, as I predicted, uh, uh, Jeb Bush is vice president, or... Uh, you know, that's it. Mitt is not going to take the VP slot. And he's it's an interesting rude awakening Who's at the convention. I'm, I'm uh, confused. And so Frank thinks that's that... going to be my prediction. I said so... it. And, you know, that's actually what. Uh, Mark in has fact, a question. Jeb Bush Frank. has already met with the uh, vice premier in China. So you're Mark... taking Jeb Bush for certain as uh, presidential. Oh, I don't like Jeb Bush. No, no. This I... is what's going to no, happen. I'm not asking the game if you like has it. Been decided... Betting. You know, and the voters have nothing to say about it. It's already been decided, so, and the votes will be counted by George Soros's company in Spain. That's going so to Frank, do Frank, Frank, let me ask you a question. Do you, do you personally ahead. are you, are you a voter? Do you vote? I do vote. Why? If if it's already decided? Because I, it's a moral duty. And the last person I voted for was Never a heard black candidate from the Green Party. And that was the wonderful congresswoman from oh, Georgia. Cynthia McKinnon, yeah, right. Cynthia McKinnon that did everything right. She voted against the Patriot Act. She voted against Homeland Security. She did everything right. She is a stateswoman. She went to Gaza with the medical flotilla with Nobel laureates, was arrested in uh, 2009, uh, and Obama did nothing to get her out. She stayed, two, what is it, a week in the um, Israeli prison where the Palestinian terrorists are had and all right, it's tragic. You've all heard I it here first, this. folks. Pr- Frank Stradamus predictions for the <laughs> that's, that's the prediction. And you know, <laughs> Thank it's sort you, of funny. We're going to see we're going to see tremendous changes next year. And I think when Jeb is in, China's going to demand a percentage of their debt to be paid in gold, and you're going to see the gold confiscated like FDR did in 1934. All right, Frank, we'll hold you to it. Thanks for the call Thanks tonight. For- Thanks for your predictions. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. There's more coming up. Stay tuned. It's Free Talk Live. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique Silver Dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. 
They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on M-E-M-E dot com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Glad you've joined us this evening. It's Stephanie with you. And Mark. And you can call Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. We love to hear from our listeners about whatever's on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. Also would like to let you know about news.freetalklive.com where you can get all of the updates about the show. It's the best way to stay current with everything that happens with Free Talk Live. And, you know, there there may be some exciting happenings going on coming up in the next few weeks, but you'll have to be signed up for the email updates or follow Free Talk Live on Facebook and Twitter uh, if you want to find out about those. And if you run a website or a blog, maybe you're looking to, you know, provide a little more, uh, you know, connectivity, uh, excitement for your for your readers. Um, you can do that without compromise, compromising their privacy with plainboards.com. They offer free to use anonymous message boards that any, for anyone who wants one, all you have to do is go over there, name the board and it's there. I mean, it's that easy. Then you can get a link, you can put it on your website and there you go. There's a message form for your, I mean, that's that's how fast it is. And there's no installation necessary, no identification or logging in required. You can start your board in just seconds. Protect your user's privacy with plainboards.com. It's encrypted and secure. Uh, you've actually got uh, all kinds of uh, features, uh, voting on posts, watch lists, useful personal history, things like that. Plainboards.com. All right. Thanks, Mark. Let's go right back to the phones. Let's talk with Ryan listening in Ohio. Ryan, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I just want to say I love the show. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for um, listening. Kinda, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've learned quite a bit. Um, Kind of, I'm in a kind of an unfortunate uh, scenario here because none of the radio stations that I can pick up uh, air free talk live, so I have to listen via podcast. I'm always, you know, an episode or two behind. Mm-hmm. Well, you um, could listen live but, uh, on the live streams if you have, uh, you know, uh, you know, an internet connection. Mm-hmm. If, if that's yeah, what you want right. to do, listen.freetalklive.com has details about that. Yeah, right. I mean, usually I'm just in my car listening. So. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I don't uh, know anyway. if it depends on your radio setup, but one of the things that I do when I want to listen to Free Talk Live or LRN.FM is I I can hook my phone into my radio with one of Aux these. cable. Uh, yep. Is that what it's called? Auxiliary it's a, cable, yeah. It's a, it's a one-eighth to one-eighth mm-hmm. plug. Um, one goes in the phone, in the, head, in the headphone jack, and the other one goes into the radio, and then mm-hmm. you can play the things through the phone into the radio. And Ian and I listened on the way back there, and I, I do that. Nice. So it's yeah, possible. I mean, that, that's, that's usually how I do it, but okay. I like doing it with the podcast. That way I can hear the whole thing and I can stop, you know. But anyway, um, I, uh, a couple episodes ago, you guys were talking about the uh, bath salts. Yes. And this whole fiasco with that in Florida. And uh, there's a, a caller that uh, you guys have, have mentioned more than a few times that called uh, several months ago. And uh, he's actually one of my, my good friends. He uh, used to run a, a website where you could actually purchase these research chemicals. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's actually from the same town that I'm calling from right now, and he's one of he's one of my good friends. Okay. And, uh, so uh, you have experience say, with these things? <laughs> uh, I do. I do. Pretty. I mean, fairly limited, but you know, I I, I know enough to to get past the bull crap. You know. So and, you haven't uh, been eating anybody's face? No. No. I'm. I mean, maybe. 
I don't know, maybe sometime down the road if I'm feeling hungry or something. I don't know. Everything but, except um, the beard, right? Wasn't that the guy who ate the the original cannibalism? Yeah, right. Was he, ate, he left the mustache and beard, but he ate everything else. Very gruesome. Well, thank God. You know, at least they didn't get rid of you know the, the pride of the beard. But anyway, wow. so this uh, this guy that I'm talking about that uh, has been mentioned on your show before. Um, I want to say about a month and a half ago, uh, he was taken down by the uh, federal government. Um, he oh. ordered, yeah, he ordered, um, I, I think it was methylone. Okay. I could be wrong. It was either like methylone or BKMDMA, one of these research chemicals that everybody's labeling as basalt. Yeah. Um, he got it shipped over from China. Okay. And, uh, of course, the federal government had a, had a big problem with this. And uh, um, they uh, raided his house. They said that there was about 15 police officers in full SWAT gear. Oh. And uh, I, I, oh. I, I wish that you guys could just... He was this. in a risky it's, business. Uh, you know, he was in a yeah, ris- yeah. risky profession, sure, to sell these things. Yeah. And were they Absolutely. even officially... Because I know some of the thing about bath salts, so-called... So for our listeners who aren't familiar, bath salts... Aren't uh, for baths. No, they are <laughs> a- actually a type of recreational drug, I guess. I don't know. I don't have any experience with them myself. But from what I hear, yeah. it is it is a term that's used to refer to many different chemicals. And so each one of those is a different drug. It has different effects and stuff like that. But some of them, you know, some of the reason that there are so many chemicals lumped in under one heading, heading of bath salts is that the government can't really keep up with banning them all at the same time. And it's like as soon as they ban one, then another one will just come out. And they're all sort of that, similar. That's exactly. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And that that's what my, my buddy was, you know, kind of... Uh, like he was staying was ahead of the curve. Exactly that. Once once one of these substances got illegal, you know, they would just make an analog of it. Yeah. And then, you know, that one, then the government would have to try to make that one illegal. And yes, yeah, like you said, it's just, you know, they just keep replacing the ones that get illegal. Sure. Um, and by the way, I want to I want to make a quick point here. How does it yeah. help somebody? You know, you may, you may agree or disagree with somebody um, choosing to ingest bath salts or any other substance, but how does it help that person to put them in jail? Because uh, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I don't think it helps them either. I mean, maybe they need some help. Maybe they don't, you know, but it doesn't help them to put them in jail. Right. And I mean, I think that at the root of it, it comes down to being able to do what you want with your own body. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that anybody should be able to tell you what you can't do with yourself. Sure. But, oh, but, they try. <laughs> so what happened course, with your friend's obviously. case? All right, well, what happened was, so, you know, we got this stuff shipped over from China. The government had a big problem with it, and they raided his house, and they took it from him. Okay. Um, but uh, it was just so funny to me listening to you guys talking about the, uh, what, the, um, what the CBS News report said, that, uh, the, you know, the doctor was talking about something uh, along the lines of these uh, bath salts um, inducing cocaine psychosis. And uh, in, in the same you know, in the same statement that you know, he said that these bath salts are a replacement for LSD, which is ridiculous. LSD and cocaine yeah. are nothing alike. You know? No, they're, they're but, not. Uh, uh, but Ryan, I, I should just mention that any drug can cause psychosis. I mean, people yeah. have different reactions to drugs and some people are allergic or just react badly. So actually any drug ha- could potentially cause psychosis. I think Definitely. probably the news news reports, I wouldn't doubt might be overblown, but could it have been, you know, that this person who did the cannibalistic acts was reacting badly to a drug that they had taken or having a psychotic episode because of that? Sure, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't rule that out at all. In fact, that probably was what happened. Mm. But um, Something was seriously but, uh, 
going on with that person. If somebody yeah, has an yeah, episode while drinking alcohol, them. they send them to prison. If yeah, somebody has I an mean, episode while taking some new drug, it's uh, you know they scare the pants off of everybody and uh, all over America. Right, and every yeah, day, right. probably, I guarantee you, right now, there is someone who is drunk and is doing harmful things to themselves and others. You know, and it's a tragedy. Thousands of people like that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> at this moment. Yes. But I mean, I I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, I've been firsthand witness to a absolutely horrible um, episode of psychosis that was induced by LSD. So mm. I, I I know from you know experience. I've I've done you know, these, these drugs, you know, several times. So, you know, I, I know I can totally see how it would happen. And I, like I said, I have seen it happen. Okay. So, you so know, uh, I, I totally Ryan, know. We, we do have a couple other calls on the line. Can you wrap up with a summary of what oh, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Totally. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. But um, no, I anyway, keep interrupting what ended up you. happening <laughs> okay. was the, uh, the police ended up putting in the newspapers that this, that this guy had actually ordered crystal meth and got crystal meth oh. to him. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so, you know, of course... Um, hey, meth alone that, sounds like crystal meth. Why don't we change right, it to exactly, that? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Since, since the word meth is in the word meth alone, it must be crystal meth. Yeah. So, wow. of course, you know, that hit the newspapers and it went around the, the Facebook and everything. And, of course, you know, everybody was just coming down on this kid. Mm-hmm. But it's just so funny to me to hear, you know, what this guy from the CBS News was talking about with you know, just making stuff up, it sounds like, or just not being informed and, and getting the wrong information out there, mm. just being really dis- dishonest. And I, I hate it. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for putting the word out there, Ryan. And I really hope your friend's case comes out OK. I don't know if it's still pending or is it resolved yeah, now? Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, it's, it's still getting itself worked okay. out, but it's just so unfortunate. He's such a good kid, you know, and it just happened. Yeah. You know, just dumb. Just giving people products that they want. It's risky, but, you know, he I don't think he hurt anyone. And, Ryan, thanks no. for the call. I appreciate your thoughts tonight. 855-450-3733 is the number for Free Talk Live. It's a live Sunday night edition, of course, and you can call and bring up anything that's on your mind. Free Talk Live, stay tuned, and there's more with your calls coming up. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Stephanie with you. And Mark. And we'd love to hear from you this evening about anything that's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. The number you can call to bring up anything that's on your mind. And we've had wall-to-wall calls this evening, Mark. It's been great. Love to hear from the listeners. I also want to remind you that Free Talk Live uh, is live every single night of the week, like we mentioned before. And we also give away all of our archives for free. You can go to archives.freetalklive.com and you can get every single archive that's out that is out there of Free Talk Live going back to late 2006. And boy, are they out there. They are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's thousands of hours of content. So if you have some time to fill, if you want to hear more of Free Talk Live, even when we're not on the air, like we are now, Mark, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time every night of the week, you can go to go to archives.freetalklive.com. 
All right. Uh, Mark, let's go right back to the phones. Yeah, if we've got them. We've got them. <laughs> we've got a lot of them tonight. Um, Bill is listening in Jackson, Mississippi. Bill, are you with us? Hi, guys. Hi, Bill. I have just one quick point. Sure. Hi. Yes. Uh, am I coming through? Yes. Yeah, I have just one quick point on the uh, construction cost in New York City. I'm an engineer, mm-hmm. and we've always heard that uh, there was a, a problem that went on for, for years uh, among construction companies. And what it amounted to is there was uh, actually about a 2% uh, mafia tax, if you want to put it, you know, blunt. Ooh, wow. Okay. The, the pouring of concrete and among the, the five uh, mob families, and it was generally understood among uh, construction companies that you better have that have that 2% paid or there would be an accident. And if the word got out among those wow. unions that, that that was not paid, no one would show up on the job. Wow. That's very interesting. <laughs> that makes... I don't know whether they've cleaned it up or not, but, I mean, that, that was it was just a, a way of doing business. If it's it, cartelized, it you know, these things are going to happen, you know? And, I mean, nobody wants an accident. Yeah. Bill, <laughs> exactly. did you have anything else on your mind, Bill? No, that that was just my point on on the extra insurance wow. that was needed in in the Big Apple. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing that story tonight, and thanks for your call. Uh, wow. You know, maybe what my experience is is going into these places is that, you know, most of the people I was visiting in New York were people who are my age and their late twenties, early thirties at the time. I'm not any. Um, you know, I'm forty now, but I'm. I'm You know, maybe they just don't have to clean these apartments up. Maybe the landlords just, there's not enough competition. They could just leave these things looking horrifying. And and we can't forget to, I hate, I almost hate to bring this up. It's just that it's an example I'm kind of familiar with, but rent control. Okay. I I hear a lot of libertarians bring this up sometimes. And a lot of times they'll sound a little uncompassionate because they're saying, oh, you know, landlords should be able to charge whatever they want for the slummiest apartments, whatever the market can stand. But, you know, rent control actually, um, which is when the government declares the price of certain apartments or whatever. I think that it means that basically that whatever the rent you got it at is the rent you can keep it at in New York is effectively what rent control is. It has to stay, you know, but. You can't yeah, raise it or something. I, I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, maybe someone from New York who has more experience with this can call. And maybe you've been a landlord and you want to share your experiences at 855-450-FREE. But the government essentially dictates rents at a lower level than the marketplace would allow. Exactly. Driving up the rents of new rentals, because mm-hmm. um, some people are paying those new higher rents. So it's driving those rates up in order yes. to be, um, you know, handle the overhead and those kind of things, the, the profit that needs to be built in in these situations. And often the landlords won't, you know, they'll, well... They don't need to get around to fixing that apartment if something breaks because it's a rent-controlled one. And, and then you know. driving down sort of the standard by which apartments are kept in, in the process. Yes. Because if you know there are 20% of the apartments in New York are rent-controlled and those 20% are kept at – you know the landlords are just keeping them at a subsistence level to get by being called a slumlord – uh, then you know those twenty percent to some extent are going to set the standard for the twenty percent of the above them and that kind of thing. So you sure, know, it's quite possible. All right, Mark. Let's go back to the phones again. Adam is with us. Adam, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Hi Stephanie. Mark. Hi. Uh, tell well, us what's uh, on your mind. I just want to clear some things. I heard um, yesterday's episode about Detroit. Uh, nothing. What Ian or Mark said, but what a couple of callers were saying. Specifically, mm-hmm. one uh, he started out his caller or his call saying, "Hey, Ian, how long do you think you'd last if we dropped you off in Detroit?" And I'm not exactly sure what Ian said, but it was basically like, "Oh, why? Why do you ask?" And he's like, "Well, if you go there, 
you go there, they'll kill you. And uh, that's pretty much false. And uh, Yeah, yikes. I mean, if how many murders are going on? I mean, maybe it's a higher rate than the rest of the country, but would any newcomer who sets foot in there be killed? That might be a little hyperbolic. Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, I live about four hours from Detroit, and uh, that's kind I of go a scary, about... freaky thing to say to Ian, too. I mean, that, I might be a little weirded out if a caller said that to me. Well, he, yeah, he was basically uh, he was referencing something he re- or I actually watched on Netflix of something about drug cartels or something. And but mm. I mean, I I'm I live in a rural area, but I go to Detroit about two times per year, and I mean, obviously, I've never been murdered, and Are you, I am going there at the. You're unimpressed with that? the claim. You're unimpressed <laughs> with the claim that uh, one would be murdered if one was dropped off, uh, you know, naked in Detroit. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, he he was saying naked. I was no. I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I actually added just that added that detail. for fun. But um, <laughs> you know, I mean, now everybody it, has a mental. Clearly, picture. somebody's walking through Detroit. Uh, but, I mean, there's some places you'd rather walk than others. Would Detroit be on the top ten list of places you'd prefer not to walk at night? Uh, oh, at at night, I'm not sure about that. Not say I haven't been there at night, but... Uh, and then another caller was saying something about he was driving through downtown, and this is, might just be getting too specific, but downtown is actually not the most dangerous area in Detroit. The downtown area is pretty nice. I mean, obviously, it's probably... it's country but um the worst parts in the city are actually like on the maybe like the four mile circumference rather than downtown i see and uh all right it's, it's actually pretty pretty nice down there and you had asked about the stadium oh that yes please stadium you're talking about uh it's not actually in detroit it's about 45 minutes north in pontiac i see yeah okay. it was in pontiac yeah it that's was, right it was the home of the Detroit Lions, so that's where. The, but uh, that's about it. Uh, I'll see you guys at Porkfest in a couple of weeks. Wonderful, thank you, Adam, for the call. Appreciate your thoughts. And yeah, he's talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is happening next week. From yeah, June. we're going to be next week. We're going to be broadcasting from there. We will. We'll have a little pre-Porkfest, you and I, Mark, Indeed. We'll on the seventeenth up at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. I think, Mark, we have another caller who wants to bring up a similar topic. James, uh, in Florida, are you with us? Yeah, hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, wonderful, James. What's on your mind? I'm really excited to see Porkfest, and I have two pieces of advice for attendees. Number one is, at the first of Porkfest, while you still have some money, donate to free aid, because you never know if you need some medical care, (laughs) and I'm not confident to do it, but I know the people at free aid, including you, are, and so I'm just thrilled to have you all coming. And um, Oh, thank you so much. Safe. That's FR33 Aid, uh, by the way. That's, Describe what it is. It is a volunteer um, first aid organization. So we give people, you know, sunscreen and Band-Aids at Porkfest and stuff like and, that. And yeah. are there, uh, you train medical personnel in case something else happens. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say we train them, but, you know, if somebody no, has no, a serious... you are trained. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> we have, yes, EMTs, we... paramedics, doctors, doctors, all kinds yeah, of whole, um, well, people who have skills in that arena. And, of course, if something, if something really serious goes down, we know know the local hospitals to refer people to but it's always good to have somebody close by who has at least you know mom skills for first aid you know yeah that's a good idea thousand people in a campground and somebody's going to get bug bites and cuts and stuff like that so and yeah the other thing is for any attendees they must if they're going to be on friday be there on friday they must get the ticket for the one pot cook-off which is probably the best meal deal because it's Ooh. more than a meal on yeah. 
on Friday. There's only a few tickets left. Right. Go get one now. It's eight bucks for heaven's sakes. It's the best deal there. And so just if you if you're going to register for it, you know, you've got to get that. I haven't and even prom- be- I haven't even promoted this simply because it always sells out. If you say there's a couple of tickets left, then this is the warning for people that are, you know, well informed. Um, you know, go ahead and get that ticket because it is the best meal you're gonna get. I think and you can you know enter what? it too, right? You're gonna be sorry and I'm gonna be laughing at you if you don't have it. <laughs> I'm going to be a judge, and like last year, I will take bribes. But anyway, the other thing, I'm going to be involved in the uh, cleanup effort. This year, we plan to make Rogers cleaner than it was, and so I've brought some bamboo sticks. I need some nails, by the way, for the ends of those sticks, so if anyone can bring a few. What kind? um, Two-inch long, skinny, sharp nails. All right. To pick up trash? Would that be to pick up trash? Yes, we're going to pick up trash from the beginning, and so we're going to try to make it so clean that nobody really wants to throw down their trash in the first place, and we're going to be very proactive, Mm. we hope. James, I um, love it. I really appreciate your efforts on that. Um, Real quick, anything else on your mind? Any final thoughts? um, Just rent control ignores inflation, but um, have Mm. a great show, and I love your voice. Oh, thank you so much, James. Thanks for your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE is the number, 855 450-3733. More coming up. Stay tuned on Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's Stephanie with you. And Mark. We'd love to hear from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We'd love to hear you bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Uh, Mark, you know, in the meantime, we're going to talk about something that's interesting to us. And this is, uh, well, I don't know if I'd call it interesting. I'd more say disturbing and important, you know, important to talk about. Um, we didn't get to it in the last hour because we had so many calls come in, which is great. That's a good thing. Yes, yes I always enjoy that. Um, but I really wanted to share this with the audience. Um, the headline from the DailyMail.co.uk, of course, this is a foreign uh, periodicals reporting on U.S. Uh, military mishaps and things like that. As it usually goes, the U.S. Uh, papers don't really report on this too much. Um, Not often. Or it seems to be more often um, from from overseas periodicals. But any. In any rate, uh, the headline is shocking figures show one U.S. soldier commits suicide every day. Suicides are surging among America's troops, averaging nearly one a day this year, the fastest pace in the nation's decade of war. The 154 suicides, suicides excuse me, for active duty troops in the first 155 days of the year far outdistance the U.S. forces killed in action in Afghanistan, about 50 percent more, according to Pentagon statistics obtained by the Associated Press. Now, this is a... I think this is a very conservative number. I mean, the the military has every incentive to minimize the amount of, sure. of uh, soldiers that are killed, uh, you know, that 
that are counted in these suicide statistics. Right. right. And they're the ones who compile the statistics. Exactly. Exactly. So under the military's numbers, there's one soldier a day. Um, and I assume, assume this is soldiers, airmen, Marines, and the whole deal, right? Uh, it says U.S. forces. So, yes, I assume that's right. Uh, so, I mean, this is under their numbers. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, what's it say, I guess, is uh, what you know one might, might ask oneself. Exactly. And um, it's interesting because the article says something like, I have a couple of theories personally about what what could be going on. But the the article says, uh, you know, it's not clear why this is going on. It could be, um, you know, a number of different things. It could be the economy and could be PTSD and stuff like that. But wow. I mean, to me, it just seems like. But PTSD doesn't happen in a vacuum. Exactly. I mean, you know, people aren't getting are getting PTSD because they're in war zones and they're not getting just PTSD because they're in war zones. What they found is that there are more cases are more frequent and more severe of PTSD when soldiers feel uh, remorse about what they've done. They feel guilt about their Mm. actions. And, you know, it's hard to get good reporting about what goes on in the front lines. But there are a number of people who've come out later after the fact and said that they disagreed with what was going on you know, and they they sort of had to go along with it or felt forced to because they were just following orders and they didn't really have much of a choice. And what are you going to do when you're surrounded by people who are saying this is OK, keep doing this, keep fighting, keep following orders and stuff like that. Uh, so it's really can, you can feel trapped, I would assume. Yeah, you know? It's really difficult to look at this objectively because the United States is in the war. People want to support the troops and that kind of thing. But wow, what better way to support them than to like save their lives, you know, to to make it so that they don't want to kill themselves. Well, a lot of people would say, well, what about the ones that have died? They can't have died for nothing. And I guess look at six decades of war for the United States and ask yourself how many of those, you know, Vietnam is a pretty good example of, mm-hmm. you know, a war that seemed relatively pointless to a lot of people, including the ones that were over there in it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what what was the accomplishment there? You know, yeah, lots of brave men and women gave their lives in the service of their country. Some of them by accident entirely. They went because they had to and then they just died Mm -hmm. uh, because something bad happened. But some of them, you know, did brave things either for their compatriots or for their country or for whatever reason they did them. But, you know, what is the difference? What what changed? Vietnam essentially was taken over by as a contra- communist country. Yeah. So the whole p- purpose of fighting it it was lost. I mean, you know, what would someone say that the Confederate soldiers' lives were given to a good cause? I I don't know. I'm from the South, and I wouldn't say that necessarily. Yeah. War. What is it good for? I mean, really, it doesn't seem to be very good for much. Yeah. It's good for the politicians. I mean, you know, there's lots of people out the there military that, contractors. that are really into their political party that might say that, yeah, Vietnam was important and you people are bad Americans for saying otherwise. But I've got to say that it seems rather pointless. And yeah. if you say that the war was pointless, then what do you say about the deaths? Mm. I mean, were the were the deaths noble and, uh, you know, had a great point? They may have been noble, but you know, nobility in the pursuit of pointlessness doesn't seem as as important to say nobility in the in the pursuit of something that that had a point. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Exactly. And the way I like to think about it is that I care about these people, you know, their fellow human beings, sure. and I don't want to see them die, whether that's from suicide or from combat or whatever. And so it is really important to very critically evaluate, you know, whether 
this war makes sense. And in my piece, Nick opinion, it n- pretty much never does, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are probably some wars you can look at that are certainly make more sense than others. I'm willing to, uh, you know, have discussions with people on that, but you know, this one doesn't seem to make any sense at all. I like it, that bumper sticker. I'm already against the next war. Yeah, I'm already against the next war too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, this article also says from the daily mail, the military is also struggling with increased sexual assaults alcohol abuse, domestic violence, and other misbehavior. And wow, yeah, I've I've read some shocking articles about women in the military getting raped I've heard in the that, most uh, brutal ways, like thousands, tens of thousands of them I've every year. I've heard that year. up to one-third of women in the military have some kind of sexual assault committed against them. Yes, and often they get discharged and labeled as having personality disorders, and so they can't receive medical care from the VA afterwards. Mm, and they, they are encouraged not to report them. You know, uh, this is according to somebody who was in the military. I think it was um, Kelly Vallejos who wrote this, and she's a veteran. Uh, So, you know, this is real, and this is happening, and these things aren't being taken seriously. But it's kind of like, what do you expect when there's there's a world of violence all around you, and a world of hierarchy and kind of abuse and and that kind of thing. And it's tough because the people that they're, um, you know, speaking speaking as a person who was 18 years old, mm-hmm. I will say that as an 18 year old, I was an idiot, an utter moron. And so, you know, they're, they're, 18 year olds make the decision and some of those decisions are to go into the military. They make lots of decisions and people tend to question every other decision that an 18 year old will make. Um, you know, oh, the, yeah. but this is the one good decision that they can make, I guess. And and certainly there's some benefits to, to going in the military. I'm not going to say that there aren't any benefits but well it's people cite college but it's hard i hear it's hard to get those gi funds and stuff i think that you know for some people it's probably easier than others uh, you know i i couldn't say yeah but you know i mean i don't we we've never been in but you know we certainly talked to a lot i of certainly talked to recruiter i mean i was yeah. i was i was ready to sign up uh, more than once but it just didn't happen for me yeah and here's my confession too i i actually briefly considered you know joining the national guard you know why what's that this is embarrassing to admit but I'm, i'll say it because i i wanted to get in shape that's the thought process of my 15, 16 year old mind. Right. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people go in for the discipline. Um, that's one of the things that they sell. We'll yeah, sell they you just uh, have discipline. nothing else to do. So uh, this is a this is a career that people seem to think is honorable. I'll get lots of respect. Maybe I'll get some perks. And if they yeah, sell sure. discipline, why are suicides going up? Rapes going up, uh, domestic violence going up, and these kind of things. I mean, yeah. aren't these indicative of a lack of discipline? Right. I think that this is bullcrap when it comes to the discipline thing. Yes. I think that the only thing that they teach you is to follow orders, and that's yeah. not discipline. Discipline comes from the inside, and uh, you know this is the this is one of those things that I feel that they sell. Uh, they they you know, they they talk talk about that it just isn't so. Well, yeah, and actually this article has a quote from somebody saying that uh, a senior army general recently told soldiers considering suicide to, quote, act like adults. (laughs) Really? Uh, You're going to shame somebody because they are in serious need of mental health and they have a lot health help. Excuse me. They have a lot of drama, trauma that they're dealing with. And you're going to tell them to act like an adult. It's just not very compassionate at all. And, you know, I've heard from somebody who was in the military that I was talking to today that when somebody is on sort of suicide watch or when a, when somebody is suicidal at least in the army they will make them wear a pink vest which signals to everybody that they're on suicide watch swell and pink why is it pink you know what message are, are they sending trying to send a message that what it's not mat because masculine? rainbow was taken um, is it a device to shame them? I don't know. Uh, it, it certainly sounds like it. I mean, if you make, you know, if you make a, a male, especially wear a pink 
thing. Yeah. Um, you know, that's it, it sounds like a shaming device. Sounds like a dunce cap to me. It's 855-450-FREE. That's our number on Free Talk Live. Call us. Let us know what you think about this outrageous numbers of military suicides. I'd like it to stop. I'd like peace. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Uh, d- sure, Claire. Super gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Violencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's Stephanie with you. And Mark. And we're so glad that you've joined us this evening. If you'd like to call and talk with us, our number is 855-450-FREE. That is 855-450-3733. You know, Mark, there was a caller in, uh, I think, the last hour who called and said that he likes my voice. Well, if you want to hear more of my voice, I have my own radio show. It's called Pork Therapy, P-O-R-C-Therapy.com. You can hear me on Friday nights. And uh, I also do narrations and voiceovers, so you can always email me if you want one of those. That's right. Stephanie at freetalklive.com. All right. Excellent. So, um, Mark, you know, we wanted to get into this article about, um, well, it, it sort of dovetails with what we were just speaking about. We read an article about the military and the number of suicides happening. Very tragic uh, goings on there. But there's a National Guardsman who's having an issue with a peace activist that he wants to rent uh, a house from. So maybe this will tie in with both sort of military issues and discrimination and private property. Tell me more about this. Yeah, this is from uh, bostonherald.com, written by Laurel Sweet. It's uh, apparently a National Guardman who served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Gitmo has sued a woman he tried to rent from after she told him his war service and her peace activism presented a conflict of interest and suggested Mm. he seek housing elsewhere. Uh, So he... So let me get this straight. She said, you know, I don't think we're really compatible to be in this kind of renter rentee relationship. Why don't you go find housing somewhere else? And he sued her to force her to do business with him. Is that correct? I, you know, uh, yes. I mean, you know, at some point, I guess they got into the process to some extent or another. Mm. And then, you know, that was, you know, it didn't go any farther. Wow. And now, so just just at the very first point this kind of rankles me i guess let's say that i was trying to rent an apartment and there was for instance um a misogynistic landlord who doesn't like women or doesn't like people with curly hair or something like that well you were born that way yeah exactly with both of those ways and so um i can't control either of those things and uh i find it kind of silly that this person has a prejudice against me for something i can't control so but why would i want to sue him to make him do business with me i don't that's the part i don't get it's not like you know, there's a shortage of people who um, who would rent to military members or National Guards people. Um, it's not like everybody's a peace activist and he couldn't get a housing if he were to try. It just strikes me as a little bit odd. To some extent, this is like it's an affront and the person should pay for the affront is kind of like the, the, the what I'm okay. seeing here. Yeah, I can I can see that. And I can 
you know, I mean, I don't I, I don't like it when people think differently than me any more than anyone else does. I, you know, I mean, everybody talks about diversity, but nobody wants it. Uh, you know, I want a diversity of opinion. I want people to to think like I do, because obviously I'm right. And, you know, I'm assuming that's kind of what's going on here is this guards person. Uh, he sees an opportunity to not only teach a person a lesson who disagrees with him. This is, I'm just drawing some conclusions here, but at the same time to win the lottery, as it were. I mean, you know, hey, I've been I've been offended. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mama Jamma, you're going to pay me. Yeah, uh, and exactly. I, you know, I mean, and I can use the government to get that done. You don't have the right not to be offended. Mm. And people do have the right to their political opinions. Now, many will say that that doesn't; those rights don't extend into business. When you hang your shingle out and want to do business, then you have to treat everybody fairly. But you well, know, you know, this is Mark. This is a very unusual case. Usually, when we hear about discrimination lawsuits or things of that nature, it's like a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, a misogynist, or whatever sure. who's discriminating against one of the groups that have been historically discriminated against a lot. In this case, uh, I don't think I've ever heard of anything like this, a peace-loving activist discriminating against a person who's in the military. I haven't heard of it either, but um, you know, I'm unsurprised by it. Um, here's a quote from uh, the, the service person here. It says, uh, for her to do that to me, it was like a spit in the face. Oh, yeah, he's offended. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you know, clearly he's offended. And it's always they're, they're projecting this, uh, this meme of military men getting, yeah. coming back and getting spit in their faces. Um, mm. now this is- and it's like, don't you dare um, not respect me. Don't you, don't you, I need your approval. You know, I, I, I am entitled to your approval. Yeah, right? the, you know, a lot of people say, Thank you for your service all the time to, yes. to um, you know, military members and, and that and kind of thing. And they are sold a bill of goods or told that it's going to be this super honorable thing. And most people, I would say, in mainstream culture do treat military service as the most, you know, the most honorable thing the, that you can uh, The do. attorney for the person says it's illegal, but it's also just in- unconscionable. It's something any American should be embarrassed about. Oh, Wow, them's fighting words, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look. To she me, should be ashamed of herself for not fawning over this military member. I mean, <laughs> come on, all she did was say, "Hey, you know, I'd rather not have this relationship with you." If you told someone like, "Hey, I'd rather not be friends with you. I don't think we have a lot in common." Are you going to get sued? I mean, that's sort of what it's like to me. And yeah. it's her property. She can rent right. it to whoever she chooses. What if this chooses? was a dating situation and yeah. a, a, a young lady was a peace <laughs> activist and he came on to her in, in uniform or something like that and she said, look, I don't date soldiers because, yeah. you know, to me, you're bad people or whatever it is that she said. You know, are you going to sue her for that? It's yeah, just if, another type of relationship. I assume this this you know, National Guardsman is straight. I, maybe I'm making an assumption here, but let's say he's straight. What if a man hit on him? You know, is the man going to sue him for not going to go on a date with him i mean it's kind of ridiculous the most difficult part here is is if this is what happened i don't have a problem with somebody publicizing it um but what happens is is if you can sue in these circumstances you drive this behavior underground Mm. if she found out he was a national guards person and she decides she doesn't want to rent to him because he's a national guards person and she didn't tell him the the, the situation. I don't know what she said and what she didn't. Mm-hmm. The lawsuit will figure that out, uh, you know, or you know, they'll, come to, they'll come to some conclusion, whatever it might be. But, you know, if if she's then the next time this happens, assuming she's still in business and it hasn't, uh, you know, pillaged her oh, of all her money. Yeah. Um, then what's she going to say to the guards person? She's just going to say, hey, you know, the, the unit's full. Sorry. 
Sure. This isn't going to force her to take guards people as renters. Exactly. This is it's you not going to change her you ideas. You can't demand, force someone to like somebody else. You can't demand respect. Yeah. You can demand. You can project fear yeah. and intimidation, but you can't get respect. If you want respect, you need to earn it. And everybody's going to have some different way of getting respect. Some people are going to respect you because you're a guards person. Some people are not. And that's the end of the story. I don't see it as having been a particularly respectable career. To me, politicians largely are liars and thieves. And since we're in a democratic society, that means that largely they go about lying and stealing. Yeah. And so, therefore, somebody who does their bidding, i.e., you know, bureaucrats, military members, and those folks, is just somebody who works for liars and thieves. So, if you are somebody who works in an organization that kills people and breaks things, that's what I've seen on the T-shirts at the Army Navy stores. What's that make you to these people? It doesn't – I mean, I like the flag as much as anybody else, and there are certainly wars out there that I think we should have fought. I like heroism. I like the idea of somebody jumping in front of bullets to save their friends, uh, their, their you know compatriots. I like all those things. But mindlessly following orders that are passed down from politicians – uh, yeah. doesn't entitle you to somebody's respect. And, and, and if, I, I think we should judge people as individuals, not based on you know what their profession happens to be, right? It's important to think of it, to judge everybody else on their actions. You know, and maybe this landlady is sort of locking herself out of uh, certain clients that, you know, maybe she's hurting her business by yeah. rejecting certain clients, but that should be her choice to make. Uh, it's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. More coming up. Stay tuned. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Stephanie with you. And Mark. And thanks for joining us tonight. 855-450-FREE is the number. And you are, of course, listening to the live Sunday night edition. 855-450-3733 is the number. And would like to remind you about m.freetalklive.com if you're wanting to listen to Free Talk Live on your mobile phone, visit m.freetalklive.com for easy access to our streams and uh, podcasts and all the tools that you could want to, uh, to get Free Talk Live on your phone. All right, Mark. Well, you know, we were going to talk about this man who was shot for legally carrying a firearm? What's that all about? That's the case. But uh, first, real quick, let me tell mm-hmm. you about Bitcoins. They're the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. If you want to use Bitcoins to send and receive money, you don't have to pay any fees. And as a merchant, there are no chargebacks. And anyone can download the free software, be using it in just a few minutes. You don't have to you know, click on any terms of service. There isn't any bank or government corporation. Anytime that you're using any of these other services, you're always paying some kind of fees back and forth. Somebody's taking Very a cut. Very annoying. Sometimes they can be big. (laughs) Inserting themselves in between your process of buying and selling, no matter what it is. Well, with, uh, you know, you can find out more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. 
But now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. Again, it's BitInstant.com. All right. So tell me more about this person who was shot. Yeah. Uh, it ostensibly was legally carrying a gun. That's right. Um, so this is uh, this is from uh, actually WND.com, World Net Daily. Who? Uh. <laughs> hey, well, you know, say what you want about them. Some of these articles are gold. <laughs> so, and you're not going to find this story anyplace else. I don't find these stories. Um, I am going to be a little skeptical of it though, because this is definitely a, a you know a heavily the, slanted uh, news source. Indeed. Yeah. Eric Scott was a West Point grad who went on to serve honorably in the Army, uh, get his MBA from Duke, and establish a lucrative career in real estate as a sales rep for a medical device company. Excuse me, and as a sales rep uh, for a medical device company. He was 38 years old when he was gunned down in 2010 in the portico of a Las Vegas area Costco store by officers from Las Vegas Metro Police Department. While it was seven bullets from the only, from the only people who were supp- uh, supposed to trust with guns that snuffed out Eric Scott's life. What really killed him was an irrational fear of firearms, what they call hoplophobia, I guess. Oh, I didn't know there was a word for that. Yeah, well, there's a word for everything. <laughs> Greek was a big language, right? Sure. Uh, Scott and his girlfriend had been shopping at the Costco, but had been asked to leave when an employee spotted Scott's lawfully carried handgun. And this is this in North Carolina? No, this is in Las Vegas. Okay. I forgot. Uh, Scott had inadvertently exposed the gun when he squatted down to inspect some merchandise. He informed the employee that he was legally uh, carrying the gun and was in possession of a valid Nevada concealed weapons permit, but was informed that Costco had a policy against carrying firearms in their stores. I suppose they're only going to know if you if you're printing or if you bend over or something. Something. Yeah. Um, a brief argument ensued. Some raised voices and obvious frustration on Scott's part. But witnesses said that it didn't seem like a big deal. They saw nothing particularly threatening about the incident or the clean cut, good looking young man. The store manager. This is I imagine the kind of bend we're talking about with the <laughs> world that day. <laughs> yep. He's clean cut. So he must be good. That's right. The store manager had spoken with Scott, seemed satisfied by Scott's reassurance that he was a legal firearm carrier and that he would be um, that he will be finishing his shopping in a few minutes but a store loss prevention officer so that's the guys that are supposed to prevent the uh, the shoplifting had called the police and reported that an armed man was behaving erratically in the store Wow, so, this is like telephone, like how things get twisted, you know, the more people they go through. That's right. Um, and the, that report, based on an irrational fear, some, perhaps some uh, personal envy, triggered events which quickly spiraled out of control. It seemed that the fear factor was uh, taken up a notch with each description of the story to the point that the responding officers believed they were going into a violent hostage situation with a heavily <laughs> armed, dangerous Green Beret. Wow. The Vegas MPD... That's just poor communication right there. Well, you know, this is, <laughs> none wow. of this communication has anything to do with the guy who was carrying the gun. Yeah, exactly. I, wow. It just I know they want to be prepared for the worst. You know, it's always, I suppose, better to be prepared to handle whatever comes at you. But at the same time, there can be consequences to that, too, to be overly uh, scared, overly amped up and uh, and, and prepared. And, you know, when when they go often, these stories, they they are the ones who make the story. They write the police report. The blotter um, goes in the reporter's report. And that's the only story you will ever get is man behaving erratically at Costco store with gun. That's the story. Thank goodness we have the police there to keep us safe from this mad Costco shopper. How many police officers are going to go in, shoot a man seven times and then say, 
well, you know, by all and by, by by all appearances here, it looks like we overreacted in shooting this guy. Um, you mm. know, everybody says that he was uh, doing fine and that we smoked him for no good reason. Mm. But, I mean, who's going to say that? You know, what yeah. kind of fool would yeah. throw their their career down the crapper? Yeah, no. When is all they have to do is bend the story a little bit? I mean, the guy was raising his voice. He did have a gun. Well, that's good enough for erratic. Whatever. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, whatever. That is just so sad. I mean, to me, this points out maybe one of the unintended consequences uh, that can happen to you if you carry a firearm. Like, I know, I don't know what the the open carry laws in Nevada are like, um, but maybe if he was open carrying, this would have happened sooner or faster. I mean, this, this really can happen. People know that you have a firearm, even if you're completely... Uh, you know, law abiding, you have no malintent, you're just basically using it for protection or having it on you for protection. And then something like this happens, a misunderstanding, and you get shot by the police. It's just incredibly sad. Let me tell you how it went down. Um, I bet he never thought this would happen. You know, I bet he, he thought maybe he would be a hero one day, like he'd be saving somebody or he'd protect himself or his or family. His family. Sure. But he probably never pictured this. The, uh, he and his girlfriend were filing out with other patients uh, just flowing out of the exit door. The loss prevention officer who started the whole mess pointed Scott out to the police officers at the door and then suddenly began yelling, stop! The police officer did. He pointed the, office, the, the loss prevention officer pointed him out and said, stop! I said, stop! Drop the gun! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! So that this, this was apparently the quote as it goes. Um, which, I wonder, he probably... Which one sure. do I do? Do I stop? Do I drop the gun? Where <laughs> yeah. is the gun? You know, the gun is in my hand. I'm going to have to, officer, I'm reaching for the gun to drop the gun. Do I get on yeah. the ground? I mean, what do I do here? Yeah. If you've been told these things in quick it, succession, what do you do? Mm, and if it, he has to realize that they're talking to him, he has to, I don't know, if his gun's in a holster, you know, right. how could he drop well, he it? He hasn't He's not done anything, it. too. I mean, you also want to, you know, nobody wants to get on the ground. No, no. law-abiding citizen wants to just hop on the ground for the police when he doesn't feel like he's done anything. Sure. So, And if there's really a criminal who's fleeing, are they, are they going to stop? I don't know. I, well, they did, I, don't, I don't know, but the, the officer had a chance to fire two rounds uh, quickly into his chest at oh. this uh, point. As the officer began yelling and Scott realized he was the subject of the commands, he turned, lifting his hands, and apparently tried to follow the legal requirements to immediately inform the officer that he uh, was, an, had an armed wep- was an armed weapons permit holder, but he didn't have the time. Oh. The officer's uh, frantic orders lasted for a, a slow count of three and were immediately followed by two gunshots, a momentary pause, and a volley of several more shots. There was no pause or hesitation between the commands and the shots. The first round struck Eric in the uh, heart and the second in his right thigh as he collapsed to the ground. The two other officers fired five more shots into his back. Make sure he was dead, (laughs) I guess. Um, Numerous witnesses reported they saw Scott turn and declare that he was a permit holder. Many said that they could see both of his hands, um, that he made no threatening move, and all agreed that the only gun they ever saw was the one in uh, Scott's waistband on his right hip. Wow. It's it's so... I realize that they're probably dealing with making split second judgments, but it is so final to take out a gun and start shooting, you know, just in those in those seconds. You know, they probably are trained to think that they have to react this quickly, but it is such a uh, I don't know, a, a definitive decision. You know, it's such a final decision to kill somebody, you know, in just that little time. It's almost like a video game. You know, like just shooting a person that many times, it almost probably doesn't seem like it's real. Like that is a person's life. 
I don't know. Now they. I don't t- know if they realize how serious that is. I, you know, I, I'm not going to be so kind. I think the police officers, a lot of police officers, don't believe that anybody but police officers and military members should carry guns. I think that they think that they're better than you, and that if you have a gun, that you're a threat to them. Probably and some they of haven't them been held anyway. account for this. And you know what? They I got a prediction. Won't. They're not going to be. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. More coming up. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. This is Stephanie. And Mark. And we'd love to hear from you tonight at 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. That's our number where you can call and bring up anything that's on your mind. Would also like to remind you that if you want to discuss some of the things that you hear on Free Talk Live, you want to get a lot of, uh, be warned because it can get a little bit, uh, I don't know, trolly, nasty sometimes. But Free Talk Live does have a message board, uh, a forum, I guess it's called uh, the BBS. The BBS is for big kids. <laughs> yes, at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's moderated. It didn't used to be. So I think that uh, some of its, uh, you know, some of its reputation is from uh, pre-moderation days. Um, I would say that it's, uh, you know, certainly a much more civil forum than it used to be. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, well, that's good to know. Let's go to the phones, Mark. We've got Mike in Texas. Mike, are you with us? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, sure thing. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to make a comment about the, this gun story that you're talking about and then relay a story that happened to me nearly 20 years ago. Uh, but okay. I, from the account that, that Mark read in this story, uh, and if the eyewitnesses were remotely correct, the man had raised his hands, which is last I heard is basically the universal symbol of surrender. Yep. You know? mm. <laughs> I mean, you, when you raise your hands, you're no longer threatening anybody. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I think- it seems like nowadays it's it's shoot first and ask questions later for these police departments, and they're becoming a lot more militarized recently. You know, they've they've got the SWAT gear, the big boots, the the apparatuses for breaking into people's homes and doing SWAT raids, and it's very uh, it's very scary because you could get caught up in it. You know, even if you're just not doing anything wrong. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm noticing it more and more that that uh, that the Excuse me. The local police departments are are walking around in black fatigues now. When you know, yep. used to be the boys in blue, or or here in Texas, most everybody, most all the law enforcement officers wear tan. You know, now it's it's slowly creeping over to black, and it looks. I mean, it, they look like military uniforms, not yeah. officers. You know, police. Right. They police absolutely do. Uniforms. I think there has been some. some they of look those... like Darth Vader's to some extent. I mean, and or they'll wear blue. That's so very dark that they want to be, still be the guys in blue, but it's just so dark it looks black, and you know sunglasses to obscure their eyes, and yeah. you know it's just it seems to some extent that they want to take the um, you know the emotion and thought process out of their jobs and be sort of the, the mindless automatons. 
I've even heard that some of the military equipment has been sold to like police departments, oh, sure. body armor, and all those given to them. Yes, given to them. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Oh yeah. What was your story that happened to you about twenty years ago? Years ago in Nashville, onto a trade school down there, uh-huh. and got pulled over basically for having my tail lights out. Um, is what it all boiled down to. And we were one block from our school. It was me and a friend of mine in my car. And in fact, I was taking him back home. I lived off campus. He lived on campus. And we were one block away. Cop through the lights. I immediately ducked into the nearest parking lot. <laughs> you know, sure. uh, you know, so we're off the road and safe. And it's got the lights shining on us and everything. And over the PA system, I could hear him cock his gun. And I'll tell you right now, there was two two 20-year-olds in a car that threw their hands out the windows as fast as they could. And and all of this was over uh, basically not having any taillights uh, the other night. That is scary as hell. (laughs) Oh, I was scared to death. (laughs) You know, I was like... Oh, you know, because I've been pulled over numerous times before, and not necessarily in Nashville, but, you know, uh, <laughs> from the age of 16 to 20, I got pulled over quite a bit. Yeah, that's yeah, that's say. the age period. That's the age range <laughs> yeah. for, for getting pulled over. <laughs> yeah, and, and never had anything like that happen to me uh, before, and, and thankfully not since. I mean, I've, I mean, I've been harassed by police officers since then, but just not in quite such a... Uh, I, it just seemed to me like it was uh, immediate preparedness for violence, on uh, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it 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 was just overwhelming uh, mm-hmm. the way it was. Well, you know, I mean, I, the biggest issue I have now is with the U.S. Border Patrol. But well, <laughs> you know, not every point. not every police officer is going to be a bully. But you have to ask yourself who would be attracted to that kind of position. Because sure. I'll, I'll bet you that this you know, this guy was able to cock his gun and uh, scare you kids, uh, you know, and maybe he thought that was fun. Maybe he thought his life was really in danger in a, in a standard pullover with this person with, yeah, a, with uh, broken tail. with two kids with their hands out the window. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, you know, I'm not going to propose to, to, to know what was going on in the person's mind, but if he was doing it for fun just to get, hey, let's get a couple of yucks out of these kids. Mm. Um if he was doing it for that reason, what kind of person would he be? I mean, certainly, I, I, how? What kind of uh, uh, you know? What kind of uh, hiring practices do police departments have that weed out bullies? I've never heard of the hiring practice that weeds out bullies. No, and actually, a lot of them now are former military too. So there's that added aspect of you know how many people are who are in the military and experience a lot of trauma from the things that they see have dealt with that trauma enough to work in a profession where they're, you know, dealing with people who, you know, they might have to apprehend or whatever. It's going to come out somewhere if they haven't dealt with it, of course. So I just feel really concerned about that. And it can't be good for you. You know, if you are if you are in the police profession, if you're one of these uh, law enforcement officers who is constantly on edge, I guess, about people. Uh, I don't know, maybe you're told during your training that anyone could pull a gun on you at any time or something really scary like that could happen. If you're always thinking about that and you're always playing out the worst case scenario in your mind, that's got to be really, really stressful. And like permanent long term stress like that does have effects on people's health, you know, and well-being. So just ask yourself, you know, if you're in that situation, (laughs) is this really serving my best interests? And I don't know. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he could have just simply over the PA system said, you know, put your hands out the windows and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and that would have been the end of it. But it was just, I think it was an intimidation factor is what he was shooting for. But uh, yeah. you, you were talking about, you know, a lot of police officers now are former military. I mean, I live in El Paso, Texas. We've got billboards up that say, uh, you know, to, you know, returning veterans, uh, you know, you've served your country. Now serve your state, you know, join the Department oh, of Public Safety here yeah, in Texas, sure. which mm-hmm. is the police department, you yeah. know, uh, you know, statewide, yeah, the, the state troopers. Yeah. So, I mean, they're actively recruiting them, uh, and which, trust me, I want I want all of them that return to have a job, uh, obviously. Uh, I just don't know if the police department is where we really ultimately uh, want them. Well, I don't, you know, maybe they'd be good, maybe they'd be bad. To me, what it is is a systemic problem from the top on down. Um, you know, why do the why do police departments want military members, especially ones that are fresh out of the military? To me, it says they want people that will follow orders without asking questions. Is and that the are, kind of person yeah. that I want in a police department? Because it isn't. No, the, it's not for me either. When I, when I think about this, you know, military members are going to be good at holding and suppressing a occupied nation. They're not going to be good at, uh, you know, maintaining freedom and trained, in a free country. trained to accept violence and killing, you know. Right. When you're That's de- a big you know, problem. When they're dealing with the public... They should be dealing with, you know, one, you know, maybe less than one percent of the population is a criminal. But oftentimes they're looking I find, at everybody else as an insurgent. Right. They're I coming find out of that mentality. I find that, uh, you know, far too often they you know, you know we, we find stories where, where they're treating everybody as criminals. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And ultimately, we've gotten away from their role, which is supposed to be peace officers, not. Yeah, uh, that comes up a lot. Know, we call them. Yeah, we call them law enforcement, but really they're supposed to be maintaining the peace. Now, how they go about doing that, many people have different ideas behind it, but it seems more more or less anymore. It's They act more like, well, bullies, and it's all intimidation factor. And yep. instead of... They, and unfortunately, they, well, they, they have a monopoly on providing those services, you know, of protection and safety. And so there's really no incentive for them to change because their jobs are still going to be there. They're still going to be protected pretty much, you know, no matter what they do. And what so, kind of protection do you get from a rogue police officer? What kind of protection did this guy who got uh, shot in Las Vegas for basically nothing, this uh, Eric Scott, yeah. what kind of protection did he get? There's no one to protect him. There's no one, uh, you know, there's no accounting being held for this police officer that told him, that gave him these orders over, uh, you know, maybe three or four seconds. That's what the article says. And then double tapped him in the chest. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, yeah, it, it is scary. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, real quick, um, what were, you said you had some problems with the Border Patrol. Can you elaborate real quick on that? Oh, uh, well, back in November, uh, they they claimed that I tried to run over one of their agents while crossing back from Mexico into Texas. Oh, and, my. <laughs> uh, had about eight of them standing around me. We all two with pistols drawn, one with the stun gun drawn. Wow. <laughs> I'm looking at them going, I'm a fool. Very scary. Mike, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. There's more coming up. 855-450-FREE is our number. Stay tuned for Hour 3 of Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, 
Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live with Stephanie and Mark. And you can call us at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733 as we launch into the third hour of tonight's show. Mark, we've been just having a blast so far. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, and I want to let you know, um, of course, the show's mostly over, but any night of the week, Free Talk Live is live seven nights a week. Uh, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you can see us doing the show, not just hear us, over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's also where you will find the chat room where you can chat with other Free Talk Live listeners and usually pretty uh, lively in there from what I understand. I don't really have time to watch it while I'm doing the show, but, you know, I hear it's a fun time. So <laughs> cam.freetalklive.com. And uh, Mark, we wanted to start off this hour by talking about an interesting article. I, I'd like to hear more before I really say anything about it, but apparently there was a student who was suspended uh, from a gifted and talented program for touching a flag, and there are also some allegations of racism in here. Can you tell me more? That's right. Okay. Uh, this is coming from rawstory.com, um, which, by the way, uh, since we had just talked about uh, w- WNDWorldNetDaily.com in the last segment, mm. Raw Stories is, n- is known for its kind of liberal slant. Yeah, we're balancing things. We're fair and balanced here on Free Talk Live. Uh, we, we tend to bounce around, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, this is by David Edwards. And the story here is, you know, we can only take this story as what it says here. The parents of a 13-year-old boy in Virginia Beach who was suspended for touching the American flag say that their son was unfairly treated because he's black. Virginia Beach Public School spokesperson Eileen Cox seemed claimed that the suspension was uh, ordered after a teacher at Plaza Middle School observed Moses Hinton returning from the bathroom and wiping his hands on the flag because there were no paper towels in the bathroom <laughs> oh, wow. on May the 21st, <laughs> okay. 2012. See, I thought it was just like he reached up and touched it or something. Uh, so he wiped, he was actually drying his hands. That's kind of well. I don't know that that's necessarily <laughs> true either, because uh, he d- d- oh he denies it. Yes, uh, the family attorney Wayne hmm. Scriven told. Uh, I wonder if it was just a misunderstanding. It, I, you it know, I wonder about that myself. So in maybe this there was some bias going, like because a lot of times, like I don't know if someone does have some bias or prejudice that they haven't recognized themselves. They can find it just harder to relate to people of different races, and so they tend to read things into. I don't know their behavior or something like that. I don't think it's out of the world, out of this world, or out of the realm of possibility that this could have been, you know, a, a case of discrimination. There are several facts here that we, we need to go on with. Uh, okay. Scriven, the lawyer, says that um, you know there weren't any paper towels, so the the student claims I dried my hand my hands on my pants before I walked back. Um, he added okay. that the boy said. Uh, he was coming upstairs and lost his balance, and um, as he was losing his balance, he touched the flag. And so that's the claim. Uh, now, the mother says that – or here, excuse me, Scriven, the attorney, says that he believes that the suspensions were racially motivated because Moses is the only African-American male in the school's gifted program. Um, mm. And at this point, you know, obviously this isn't defacing the flag. It's not putting paint on it or burning it or putting it in the garbage um, it, you know, 
even if that's the circumstance. So really what you're dealing with is two stories here and then kind of two an interpret- very different stories and interpret. Well, not that different. You know, one in both cases, one of them's like, oh, he willfully wiped his hands on the flag after he went to the bathroom. The other one's like, yeah, I lost my balance. I was coming up the stairs and I grabbed the, the flag. flag. So, you know, I mean, one in those circumstances, should should a student be suspended for wiping, drying their hands on the flag? That seems like an awfully harsh uh, punishment, you know, for just one. I mean, was this like, was he getting in trouble in the class? Like what led up to this? It seems I would like want to know that information. Punishment for somebody. I mean, if he acted, if he was, you know, acted sort of disrespectfully to the state's emblem in the state school, that's going to go yeah. poorly. In yeah. the same way that in the Catholic school, if you, you know, dry your wet hands off on uh, the, you know, the shroud of Turin, you know, it's going to go poorly. And you know, to some extent, this flag is a religious symbol. I mean, it, it has all the it, it has all the characteristics of a religion, even though it's uh, nationalism sure. as opposed to religion that we're talking about. But it has characteristics of a religious icon. And, you know, people are going to act that way about it. So if he dried his but hands... But still, there's no victim on, in that action. You know, I, Some people, people would say it's the souls of all those soldiers who's mm, given their lives in the line of duty. Some people would say that. <laughs> yeah, so, I disagree, uh, but sure. You know, I mean, if, he, if, if the student dried his hands on the flag as sort of this, you know, protest, there being no paper towels in the, in the, the bathroom... You know, I think that that student needs a talking to. I think that that's probably the appropriate punishment if there's going to be. Look, now, if he's had a line of uh, disciplinary issues up to this point, I can see why a suspension might be the thing that's involved. I frankly. How did he get into the gifted and talented program, though, if he's had, you know, um, issues, I guess? There's been, I was in the gifted talented program. There are all kinds of, uh, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> people had all kinds well, of so, issues. So it's true that sometimes the, the, the ones who really are very intelligent get really bored in school, right? So they might end up in a gifted and talented program. But, uh, you know, and in, for me, my experience was that being in those programs, Part of it meant that you were good at following directions and that yep. you were obedient. I would you know? say there was less, there were fewer problems in my, um, you know, pro, in these programs than there were in sort of the, the school at large. But you know, some students more uh, create more ruckuses than others, and there's also this. Uh, but do you in, think there could they've be? They've done studies of uh, positive bias towards uh, certain ethnicities, blacks and Hispanics in general. So maybe it's possible you're talking about a student who has, uh, you know, received some level of uh, deference up to this point. You know, I don't know. But he was the only black student. I mean, w- I'm only what was saying the proportion of the general, st- the the school? You know what I mean? Like, are there lots of black students in the school, but yet he's the only one who's in the school? That information is not provided here in the rawstory.com article. Yeah. And, and, you know, Mark, just as you said, you mentioned the thing about positive bias. I've seen studies that say black students get more punishment from teachers because they, they're perceived to be naughty and bad and, at higher rates. And I think that I think we do have to recognize that it is possible that this is what was going on in this situation. It's just like there's a teacher. I don't know. It's it's, it's impossible to say because, you know, I mean, we don't know what people were thinking. And I, you know, I. But but we have to bring that up as a possibility. I don't want to say, like, read this story and say, oh, no, it couldn't have been racism. Couldn't the possibility just just be just as much that, uh, you know, I mean, (laughs) I mean, there's all different ethnicities in there. The teachers cannot like hair color. I mean, it could it could be anything. I'm what I'm picturing is a class and I actually went my government school was kind of like this. Mm-hmm. What I'm picturing is a class full of white people and he's the one black guy. 
it, and that can be a hard situation. Absolutely, I don't know. I don't know how color um, included here, and it's completely speculation on the part of anybody who chooses to speculate upon it. Because unless the teacher says yes, that dirty little black kid was nothing but trouble from the beginning i could tell by looking at him then you know you can't come up with a conclusion on that circumstance but if he caught his balance and touched the flag in the process some people would still consider this to be a punishable offense um there are people people would yeah there are people out there that worship the flag as though it's a religious icon and and, you know touching it while you fall down would be to um you know would would, would still be a terrible thing that's the thing though about bias either way to me this is too much of a punishment unless this student is some kind of ongoing yeah. um, ongoing problem in the class. And if that's the case, then this flag incident probably wasn't the best. Get him for talking in class. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And document what else was going on instead of just this. Oh, this is the final straw. But, you know, I, there was one point I wanted to make about prejudice and mm-hmm. bias. The, the thing about them is they can be really insidious. Sure, they like, can. Like a lot of people who hold um biases against different races or genders or orientations, whatever, don't even know it. And there are tests that you can actually take online where you associate different words and like you're given these words in like a split second. You have to associate them with each other and you can actually find out what your own biases are. And a lot of times it'll surprise you. You know, like I was just listening to um, a TED, not not a TED talk, um, kind of like a TED talk, but shorter by this um, this lady who was a, um, a programmer, a computer programmer. And she was talking about um, a bunch of different things. But one of them that came up was women in tech. And she didn't think of herself as biased against women, but she took one of these tests and she had a harder time associating um, women with like intelligence and technology and stuff. She was more um, faster to associate men with those words. She associated women with things like home and cooking and things like that that so she was really surprised but it helped her root out her own prejudices and i think that's a really um a really revealing and um self-growth inducing exercise to do those kind of things well i mean that's a societal bias that uh, women aren't good at uh, math and um you know are more likely to stay at home i think yeah. women are more likely to want to stay at home i mean you know i think that that's just with, but does when that you come from at, culture or is it innate and i don't know who cares it, i mean i live in a world i live in a world where it's true if it comes from culture we can change it right i, I i'm not here to do some uh, giant experiment all i want people to do is stop harming each other in order to get what they want it's free talk live there's more coming up. 855-450-FREE is the number. 855-450-3733. Stay tuned. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. This is Stephanie with you. And Mark. And we would love to hear from you tonight. 855-450-FREE is our number, where you can call and bring up anything that's on your mind. It is Free Talk Live after all. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And hey, Mark, you know, next week at this time, we are going to be up at Rogers Campground at the Porcupine Freedom Festival doing our show. I am so excited about that. Indeed. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. It's a camping festival. It happens out in the middle of the woods 
very private, secluded location. And uh, if you consider, you know, thousand to twelve hundred people running around in the same area of woods, private and secluded. <laughs> well, exactly. It's private and secluded, maybe from the outside world, but there will be more than a thousand freedom lovers running around in the same campground. Last year we had a blast. Uh, this is probably what, like the sixth uh, pork fest, Porcupine Freedom Festival. I want to say it's the sixth or seventh year running, and every year it gets bigger and better. It is just a wonderful time. There's going to be the big gay dance party, the uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, live performances. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting every night of the Comedy week. Comedy shows, music shows, mm-hmm. um, kid you know, activities, lots of things for families, and that's probably what we're going to be in for this year. Jack's yoga, four yoga classes. I'm that's teaching right. yoga. You're doing yoga. yoga. <laughs> Mark liked my yoga last year. That's right. I happened to be uh, around when you were doing it. I'm like, my goodness, those ladies are bending over. <laughs> We were not just bending over. But no, well, they're doing all kinds of very, things, yoga things. That's what I noticed. That's what stuck healthy. out of my mind. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to see that, you'll have to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can go to happyporcupine.info if you want to get registered. There's still time. If you are able to make a last-minute trip. If you want to see that, you're just a lecher and you don't need to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. <laughs> you can watch any of that stuff on YouTube. But, you know, hey, I bet there will lots be of lots good of reasons to go. Pictures, videos, I'm sure. But if you want to see it live, you'll have to be there Porcupine Freedom Festival at happyporcupine.info. It's again June 18th to the 24th. And even if you can't come for the whole week, it's definitely worth making a trip just for the weekend or for a couple days whenever you're able to come because, you know, the, the beginning of the week, um, it, I think it's still pretty busy, but for some some people, that's sort of the more chilled out time. I prefer that. Then it ramps out, uh, it, excuse me, it ramps up towards the end of the week. Yep. So, oh, it'll just be wonderful. And I hope to see you there. You know, if you want to meet us on Free Talk Live, if you listen to the show, but you've never met us before, you're welcome to come say hello. Um, we'll be in the media room every night, or Free Talk Live will be in the media room every night. Sure. Up at the campground. So, all right, uh, Mark. Well, we were going to talk about um, some chickens and camels. That's right. <laughs> So I'm not sure what this article teaches us, but it is funny and interesting. abcnews.go.com. We try to be entertaining, you know, on the radio show. Geo, I mean, go, not G-E-O. Oh, gotcha. So this is by Muhammad Ibrahim. Um, Clearly a terrorist. uh, (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) The Al-Qaeda affiliate in Somalia has mocked the new... $33 million bounty on its top leaders' um, heads by offering its own bounty for President Obama and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Ten camels from Obama and 20 chickens for Clinton. Anyone who helps the Mujahideen find the whereabouts of Obama and Hillary Clinton will be awarded with 10 camels for the information leading up to Obama and 10 hens and 10 cocks for Hillary. And said the uh, senior... uh, (laughs) What? Interesting choice of words. Okay. <laughs> you know, to those of us yeah. who call uh, male uh, foul yeah. uh, hey. cocks, then that's what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, said senior Shahib commander. Uh, by the way, I was, uh, it was yesterday or the day before. Uh, I think it was the day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. What's today? Sunday? Saturday. Sunday, I yeah. was uh, slaughtering some chickens, processing them as we Ooh. call them. And uh, in fact, one cock got me on the hand. See that oh, right there? Ouch. Yeah. That, you got a big gash on your hand. Now, believe me, he got the was worst it, of the story. Was it a scratch or a bite or this what? It's a scratch. Okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, these things happen. I, to me, sure. when I uh, when, when I um, think about eating food, I think that if a person is willing to eat meat, a person should be willing to process that meat. Certainly not every piece of chicken I eat is something that I have processed, but I'd like to, you know, keep my hand in it sure by hand i mean the inside of a chicken and um, (laughs) do your chickens eat bugs or do they eat feed 
Well, I don't have any chickens anymore. Mine okay. have all been processed, but um, you know, we get them from the neighbors and they free range. Oh, cool. Great. Sometimes they get on the road and get hit. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Um, why did the chicken cross the road, right? <laughs> a lot of people don't know that chickens eat bugs. You know, they you can find them in China and other places just you know, walking around on mountains, you know, walking on the rocks and just finding bugs to eat. It makes the um, it makes them that much more uh, healthy, the yolks and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, they're bright yellow instead of being uh, just the dull color in the grocery stores. You know, Mark, we do have a phone call, so we'll get back into this camels okay. and chickens thing in a moment. But let's go to Ed in Tennessee. Ed, are you with us? Yeah, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, Wonderful. Ed. What's on your mind? Uh, I just want to, I don't care about that stinking flag. Are, are you people? Are people insane? He rubs yes. his hands on the flag. <laughs> people are insane. Who cares? Yeah. Why would, should anybody care? But look, you got the Derek J in jail. Mm-hmm. Some you know peaceful guy like that. And then they're going to be concerned about a kid that may have, even if he did, hey, if he, if I, I don't care what he did. Yeah, I can't, I can't propose I to know care. what happened, but it's a piece it, of material. Yep. Yeah. So, Ed, I mean, did you hear the whole story? What do you think? Do you think there could be um, some racial bias going on? I know we've, you and I have talked about uh, when you've called the show before about those, you know, studies that show that black pa- students tend to get harsher punishments at public schools than white students do. Yeah, but I don't know about the, at the, uh, you know, uh, higher level schools. But but I don't know. You know, it could be. It, yeah, I don't know either. I have no idea. We can't. We I, can't I know. know. All we can do is really just speculate because we right. we weren't there. But but um, yeah. But just just the stupidity of I don't care. You know what he what color he is. If if you grabbed a piece of material, a flag, yeah. they don't even complain about destroying the Constitution or Bill of Rights or throwing innocent people in jail. But a no, flag. they don't. But yeah. To me, it's so stupid. But uh, Steph, now yeah. I ran across a story you might want to look at. Sure. I ain't read anything, but. Widow forced to pay hundreds of thousands in taxes because she was married to a woman, not a man. Oh, yeah. This is uh, wow. this was a situation where uh, I think they got married in Canada or something like that. And then they came back and, uh, you know, a court ruled. I think that the court ruled in her favor finally at some point. Isn't that right, Ed? Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't read it. I just thought I'd tell Stephanie about it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I do appreciate the LGBT news and issues. That's very interesting to me. And this uh, is one of the reasons more, why... More violation of people's rights and freedoms. Mm. I don't care. I don't care what you do, who you are. It's Tom, I like Thomas Jefferson's quote. As long as you don't break my leg or pick my pocket, I don't care what my neighbor does. You know, this is one of the people will often say um, that, you know, civil unions are the way to go with uh, those gay folks living together and that kind of thing. But the fact is <laughs> that, you know, oftentimes the courts don't recognize civil unions the same as a marriage. They just don't recognize it. There are hundreds of laws in this country that have the word marriage in it that do not pertain to civil unions. Right. And well, why I, should it be separate but equal? Exactly. You know, I mean, I think that it's. It, it's difficult for people. Look. Now, I wouldn't necessarily advocate getting married. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Marrying the state, it's kind of uh, involving. I can see why people do it because there definitely are certain benefits to it. And well, for getting some, married is different than getting married with a, you know, with, a, with a marriage license from the state. I mean, there's different things. True. Yeah. You could have a commitment ceremony. You could promise to love someone forever. Hey, do, and you, hey, do y'all hear what the religious right says a lot about that? No. That? Go ahead. And a lot of people. They'll say, uh, uh, but if they do that, they'll be wanting to have 
three wide, six wide. Oh, be able to we can't dogs, have that. Cats. Ed, thanks for the call tonight. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE is our number. Free Talk Live, there's more coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about this widow. Hey, this is Mandrake. And this is Jay. And we're getting ready for Porkfest 2012. Porkfest is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And this year's Porkfest will be the best yet. Why is that, Mantric? Because of all the great speakers that'll be there? Or maybe the family fun events? Perhaps you're excited about Flaming Freedom's Big Gay Dance Party? Actually, I had no idea any of that goes on. You had no idea because you and I spend all our time running the Georgia's famous baklava food stand. And that's why I'm so excited. Every year we get to meet so many great people who stop by for food and jokes, some of which are a little dirty. Yeah, about the dirty jokes, we should try not to offend so many people this year. It was one person, and I thought her wooden leg was for the pirate party. Oh, and don't forget all those times you walked away for five minutes only to return two hours later. I kept getting mauled by all my fans. You fell asleep on a picnic table! Oh, right. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Go to porkfest.com and register today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. This is Stephanie. And Mark. And we're glad to have you with us this evening. 855-450-FREE is the number. That's 855-450-3733. Call us, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything that's on your mind. And Mark, uh, do you have a message you'd like to bring to Yeah, if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, you probably want to get the name brands, and you certainly want to get it at the best price. ManVentureOutpost.com's got it for you. They carry knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything that you're going to need. Uh, they're family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. I've gotten quite a few things from ManVentureOutpost.com, and it's great. I mean, they get it to me quick, and all the items have been you know of, of the highest quality. You can uh, get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. All right. Now, one of the uh, last few segments, I forget which one it was specifically, but we were talking about um, this video that I mentioned by this um, female programmer. That was Nicole Sullivan, and she has a video called Don't Feed the Trolls. It was a talk at a conference, Fluent 2012. And this was actually um, recommended to me by Johnson, one of the maybe producers of Free Talk Live, friend, yep. of, the, friend of the show. Um, and I just thought it, I thought it was great. She had so much great advice about um, different types of trolls that can appear in your life. And she also talked about um, different biases against, you know, and prejudices and stuff like that. And I'm sure she... Uh, sure, she has some really interesting experiences being a female programmer because, um, you know, they are a minority and women do experience, you know, some kind of discrimination in, in the tech sector, for sure. I would say that there are careers where women, uh, you know, certainly experience, uh, you know, uh, some kind of bias. I think that there are ones where men do, too. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. And I, I like true gender equality. You know, um, I, I'd like I like I don't like the term equality because it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, well, do you think people should be treated equally regardless I, of who they are? I think they should be treated fairly. 
And okay, fairly. That that uh, makes know, sense but to me. Equal doesn't, you know. T- so uh, you know, yeah, a lot of people don't plus, like that word. Three I plus getcha. four is equal to seven, but seven, but six plus one is equal to seven. So then you have these different things, and then you're trying to quantify, you know, the the role uh, of procreation in, uh, you know, the, the the human lifestyle. You know, what number do we give that? Women get to do that. Men don't get to do that in the same way. I mean, you know, they're they're not involved. Women well, can cut men out of procreation. Men can't cut women out of procreation. No, they can't. They, I mean, it takes sperm and egg. I yeah, mean, but what, you can go buy sperm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can't I, go buy uh, ovaries. Well, what I would like, you can. You the can uterus. buy a surrogate mother. You can buy a surrogate mother, mother, but she's still going to have far more rights and influence in that uh, child's life than you would as a as a guy. Uh, maybe, I'm just saying that so. there's no such thing as equality. Well, okay, I understand. I think I understand what you're saying. I would just. I would like to see a world where people aren't limited uh, or prohibited from going into certain careers just because of their gender or something like that that they can't control. You know, I always wonder about um, circumstances with like, what about careers where you're talking about upper body strength being an important aspect? I mean, you know, one would say that that's a defining difference between the sexes um, is that, you know, men yeah, but have- not every. Um, not every woman is weaker than every man. No, you know, there's some overlap you're talking, there. You're talking about a, but, but the bell curves are separated a, a great deal. I mean, you know, it's, it's most men are stronger than most women. I mean, that's sure, just the but, way that's. Um, if a woman wants to become a bodybuilder, or if a sure. woman wants to become, you know, do a job where where she's doing heavy lifting, um, I don't think she should be barred from that job, or she should be like, you know, laughed out of the job or whatever. Just because of her gender. I just wonder about, um, you know, and, and I'm not going to say that there are no female firefighters that have comported, haven't comported themselves in, um, you know, fashions that are fine and everything like that. But I mean, you know, would you rather be carried out of a burning building or drug by your feet um, is kind of the question for, for some. And not every firefighter needs to be the one that goes in and carries people out. Being one, I can tell you that my job is largely standing by the side of the road and directing traffic because I don't have all the training that uh, many people do on the on the squad. But yeah. when there was an accident and somebody needed to be drug out of a of a car where you know the gas tank had uh, spilled over and the radiator was steaming and you know th- this kind of thing, they sent me in because I was young and strong, or comparative to the uh, the rest of the guys in the squad. Well, I mean, there is this thing that people say the concept of like the disposable man, which you've brought up on the show before. Sure. Um, did you feel offended by that? Because they're saying, like, oh, you do the dangerous thing because you're the man, you know? Well, no, there were no women there. Um, they, I was, okay. you know, I was doing the, the thing that I could do because p- some people couldn't do that job. I mean, you know, this is a volunteer fire department and has a disproportionately large amount of older guys on the, the squad it. that could have been hurt doing it. You know, I was more, I'm more talking about something like science or tech. You sure. know, like there have been instances in the past. I'm a scientist and there have been instances. I'm in sure the past you've dealt with it. No where doubt. People who haven't taken me seriously because of my gender. Absolutely. I'm sure like you've that. dealt. I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure you've dealt with it in, in certain circumstances. It's just I, I always wonder. I mean, I think it should be left up to the employer. And I just don't know. I mean, often women will complain about um, circumstances of not being paid as much as men. We um, talked about this on uh, Wednesday night show. We had actually a caller. Um, who called in? It was myself and Nemi and Julia, mm-hmm. and you know we all were talking about this. It, it's a pretty interesting issue, you know. But what they won't mention is that during this, um, you know, a uh, the, the, in the younger demographics right now, women are getting paid more. Um, you know, when you're talking about the 18 to 25 demographic, females are paid more than males. Well, but Secondly, what jobs do 18 to 25 year olds typically go into? It's uh, I think the real. Yeah, I think but, the but real that has never happened before. 
Okay, yeah, and that might be a sign of progress. I'm not I sure. I don't know that that's progress. I mean, that's not equal, right? They're getting more now. Now, now we need men equality. We need masculinism. You know, no, to, to understand we don't need the, that. Well, I'm just. W- <laughs> we don't why? need anyone to win. I mean, I'd like to work together. You know, I, <laughs> nobody so, has to dominate. Somebody complained about that, and that's not you know. So you know, that's not a person who's looking about winning. Okay, historically, women have earned less. Every demographic, every age group, and so forth. Right. Sure. So if eighteen to twenty-five year old women are earning more than they have in the past, maybe that's progress. And I said I'm not sure about that because I'm not familiar with the statistics. But and another. Uh, uh, by the way, I saw this on uh, a TED, and this is uh, mm-hmm. you know this is a feminist talking about this. Secondly, you're talking about women during this uh, this recession that women have lost their jobs uh, you know, at a, at a far lower rate than men have. So they've got job stability. And I believe that this is totally true, that women do have job stability over men, well, generally. Well, is that because there are more men in jobs that have like higher turnover when the well, economy One would ask bad. the same question about women and earning power. Is that because they're in jobs that, uh, you know, are, do this or do that? I mean, I don't know. But, but why do they go into jobs that may earn less? Maybe they want stability as opposed to uh, earning power. I don't know. I can't speak to it. Or maybe they're being it. held down by the man. But, right. It's always the man, right? <laughs> well, but Mark, okay, if you look... There was a caller who called in, I think, on Friday night and said, oh, there's no wage gap. It doesn't really exist. There's no discrimination. But no, if you look at CEOs, if you look at the corporate world, white collar jobs, there are people who do the exact same jobs, a man and a woman, and the woman will get paid less for the exact same job. And there are way fewer women um, who are CEOs and um, VPs and up in the higher echelons of the corporate world. So I don't think there's nothing to the idea, and we sh- we shouldn't just dismiss it. It is like a legitimate um, concern, at least. But what about the other concerns? Why don't I have uh, the same kind of uh, stability in my job? I mean, you know, what? <laughs> why aren't the men in those uh, lower demographics getting paid as much? I mean, we shouldn't dismiss those things either, right? No, I mean they're all worth looking at for sure. If if it's real, you can't change it. And also, do you think the, some of those statistics might you, be motivated by people who have? gender biases themselves though i don't know i mean but i think that there are some legitimate gender biases out there i mean i think that the for instance i know that women can get pregnant and they're going to take more time off of work when they have young children right uh sure Okay, so, I mean, when I'm hiring for a position, maybe I'm more likely for one position to hire male or more likely to hire for a female. Having been an employer, I can tell you that I've thought to myself, I've imagined employees, and in some circumstances, those employees are male and some they're female. And so you tend to hire to this uh, archetype that you come up with in your head. Yeah, Um well, sometimes, though, the problem is that employers aren't allowed to they're not allowed to ask those questions. Right. Like, are you married or do you have children or whatever when they're hiring somebody? So they just say, oh, well, if it's a woman, they must be having children and they discriminate against all women. And all I women. wonder what the percentage and it, is. Like you said, it drives it underground, like you said about the landlord. Right. And, and so what I'm saying is, is that what about the how many what are the percentages of women that do choose not to have children? And yep. then how does that affect, you know, these CEO salaries that come on down the line? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you that the highest paid person in entertainment is Oprah Winfrey. Uh-huh. And in some cases, like, lesbians earn a- equivalent to men. So maybe that does something say something about just the discrimination is against women who want to have children. So we'll talk more about this when we come back. 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. More with your calls coming up. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. This is Stephanie. And Mark. 855-450-FREE is our number. That's 855-450-3733. We encourage you to call us and bring up whatever is on your mind, but you're going to have to do it quick because we are launching into the last segment of tonight's program. If you're looking for precious metals, gold or silver, I mean, you know, a lot of people are predicting a, a rally in them here coming up in the near future. A great place to get them is gold.freetalklive.com because obviously you want to get the best rates you can get. And we believe that we've collected some of the best rates you can get from one of these major uh, purveyors of precious metals. Certainly you can go scouring eBay and and find some uh, lower rates. But what's your time worth too? consider? And this is, you know, uh, Midas Resources with whom we've teamed up to do this. You know, they'll they'll buy your gold and silver back, too, if uh, if you want to sell. They got all kinds of. Uh, coins, you can go there, comparison shop at gold.freetalklive.com. And when you buy from gold.freetalklive.com, not only are you helping Free Talk Live, but you get a great deal. It's gold.freetalklive.com. And if you want another way to help Free Talk Live that is completely free to you, you can go to shop.freetalklive.com, enter Amazon through Free Talk Live's portal, and Free Talk Live gets a small referral fee for every item that you buy. Uh, of course, it doesn't affect your purchase price at all. It's just a quick and easy way to uh, express your appreciation if you like Free Talk Live. So thanks so much for that. Let's go right to the phones, Mark. We've got David on the line in Keene, and he wants to talk about unequal pay. David, what's on your mind? Um, I was going to say something about unequal pay. It it seems to me it's kind of close in a way. It has, like, I think of it along the lines of, uh, like, like uh, when it was systematic discrimination against um, African Americans in this country and how it changes so slowly. Um, but but in the in the uh, women's pay. Area, it's there's nothing governmental about it. There's no government the, um, making it, forcing it to be that way. You know, so what do you, so? Um, are you saying that uh, the way that men and women get paid right now is determined by a mostly free market system? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, free market system. There are a lot of regulations. I guess there are a lot of regulations, though, that affect um, people's pay, and and you know there are some anti-discrimination are laws. Uh, well, some of them, some of them are. I mean, some of them say that you know there is well, what the Equal Pay Act, right? I'm not completely familiar with. I've got to say, as a business owner, that to some extent, I would be frightened to uh, hire too many female workers because. You're increasing. I'm increasing my chance, my vulnerability to sexual harassment suits, because I mean, to me, that's the one regulation. It's not really a regulation, but I mean, it's the sort of precedent out well, there. Well, something that's enabled by the government. It's sure. an, enabled by the government. That you know, I mean, if for whatever reason. Well, would you be afraid to hire gay men too? I don't think that I would. No, I don't. I wouldn't be. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, you're asking me what my biases are, and my biases would be that I'd be, you know, I would be concerned in that area because, Can you know, I ask? go right ahead. What? 
can I ask Stephanie something? Sure. Like, um, like women's pay, it's like really getting slowly, like really took a long time to like catch up, if it is even caught up, which I think y'all are basically saying it really isn't caught up right now. Um, how do you feel about government intervention to speed that up? Uh, I don't think government intervention works to speed it up because I think they've already tried it and it just results in more discrimination against women, just like the, uh, you know, like things like the Americans with Disabilities Act, too, can have some unintended consequences, you know, uh, that that employers will discriminate against disabled people and stuff like that. Uh, And it creates kind of these like legal nightmares. Um, I think the solution I honestly firmly believe the solutions to gender discrimination are cultural and also racial discrimination. And that's why I try to spend a lot of time talking about it on Free Talk Live and whenever I'm on the radio. Um, I I don't think anything's going to change unless people's hearts and minds change and they experience a shift in seeing people as individuals, you know, rather than being having through the lens of their gender or race or whatever. It's also difficult to find out, you know, what people get paid. Suppose you and I are doing the same job at the same place. Mm -hmm. We often will not. Employees don't share the information of what they're getting paid with Mm. other employees. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that would improve things if they did share. I don't tell people on the air what I make. You know, I mean, who it's just there's so much tied to this uh, this concept to pay, you know, what personal value and what people will judge you and, you know, whatever that people just don't talk about it. So it's difficult to know the information Mm -hmm. and. And would people be truthful about that? I don't know. I mean, there is this idea uh, floating around out there, and I think it's probably because of gender roles, which still do exist, you know, in cultural um, conditioning. I don't think anybody would argue that there are gender roles. That there are gender roles? Sure, that there are gender roles. Oh, yes. Yeah. um, Right. So and one of those is that women are supposed to be like, you know, they're supposed to please people and be kind of agreeable and pleasant and submissive a little bit. And so... There is this idea that has come from some studies and stuff that women don't ask aggressively ask for more pay and that men do and they're more more direct and more active about asking for more you know and so that could be contributing to it and that comes from gender roles i i don't know i mean if everybody if anybody had magic answers to this question they would probably be in place my mom was an engineer for general telephone electronics before they got eaten up by uh, Hmm. uh, verizon and so that's kind of unusual you know in this in the 1980s right for a woman to be an engineer um and she she, she, her statement was about it and this is the only complaint that she ever made was look you know if a guy's assertive he's assertive if a a woman's assertive she's a bitch right and you know to some extent i wonder if that's gender roles going on because i've had probably more female bosses than i've had male bosses um Mm -hmm. since i've been working so i i don't feel like they can't make it up to middle management or whatever well but (laughs) But, that's still like that idea still exists in the corporate world mark if you go and work for in an office building for a big company they will say those things about female executives saying the exact same things that male, male executives are saying it's just perceived differently it, it absolutely it'll be said that way at the same time you, you know um women are brought up in families and in families oftentimes the power that a woman that that women have is kind of this nagging in order to get things done with their their husband if they want something done there's this that that is the, a role so it'll feel that way and that's how they're taught in order to get people People to do things and it's just it's really difficult can, can a man nag i, I suppose could, right men are brought up in families but culturally too. would you say that people are predisposed to thinking of men as naggers uh probably not no there's your little think, south park uh, yeah, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> south park reference, reference. but i mean i don't i don't think people are predisposed to think of them that way and no, you know what not. the and predisposition so, is so even if they were to nag then they wouldn't be seen as nagging that's what you're saying i guess well, it, yeah. it does get it does 
certain words get attributed to certain uh, contexts, and it, that word particularly seems to stick in the context of a wife a lot of times, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I, would, sure. I would agree with that. I certainly wouldn't but, um, disagree. Yeah, I was just going to say, I only just threw that out there, the government intervention, just to say, I wasn't mm-hmm. advocating it. I was just curious what, yeah, you know, just throwing it out there. And, yeah, th- and thank I you for asking, David, because I want to get that clear. You know, I think I, I get criticized a little bit on the show for being a feminist or whatever. And I, No, you know, I think it's great that you, I thank mean. Thank you. Just because right you hate men doesn't mean you do you're a feminist. Everything. I don't hate men. I love <laughs> I I like people who are nice people, and a lot of them are men. <laughs> and thank you, David, for the call. I appreciate Thanks. your thoughts tonight. Let's go real quick. Uh, by the way, I think that the idea of nagging, I think that does actually stem from the gender role that women are supposed to be nice. You know, they're supposed to be really pleasant, and they're supposed to please people. I and when know. they nag, it's not fitting into I don't that. know that it's a gender role. I don't know. I don't think nagging is an effective way to get what you want, but maybe that is what some people learn for sure, you know? Uh, let's go to Todd in Michigan. Todd, are you with us? Todd, are you with hey, us? Hey, hey, Todd. How's it going? Wonderful. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, not too much. Uh, how's it going with you and uh, Mark tonight? Um, anyway, um, I just wanted to um, you know uh, make one more quick point about that last caller. Uh, well, that's a very interesting subject about uh, gender pay. Um, I think the uh, the best way to solve that is. Um, stress on, you know, I, I wish the libertarian community would stress on, you know, the importance of being, you know, that women need to be paid, you know, that there is, um, income inequality in that respect, but, you know, there, I, you know, I, that's, that's one of the reasons why I talk about it because back in the day, maybe, you know, 10 years, I've been a liberty loving person for a while. And back in the day, all I heard when arguably the wage gap was even worse and that discrimination was even worse if it's getting better over time. All I heard was that, well, you know, women aren't really as smart as men and they just want to, they really want to stay home and have kids and that's all that they would really want to do if they're a woman. And, uh, you know, it's... I've never heard anybody say that women aren't as smart as men. I I did. Actually, there's a a pretty famous talk uh, by a prominent libertarian. I don't really want to promote it, but he shows an IQ curve and their bell curves. And he says that the one for women is just uh, is, Some parents, unfortunately, are like that, and yeah. that's the sad part about it. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, the real reason I wanted to talk um, here quickly is um, about, be darn quick. about the Ron Paul. Yep, ten seconds, and Todd. Rand, uh, and Rand Paul situation. So Rand we endorses Romney. What do you to, think? Well, we need to be bigger than Ron Paul and Rand Paul. We need to exist without them. Mm, true liberty. Todd, thanks for the call. We're out of time for tonight. Call back and talk about it some more uh, tomorrow. Appreciate your calls. It's Free Talk Live. You can check us out at freetalklive.com. In the meantime, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow with Ian.